Welcome to Black Girl from Eugene. I know. For the <laughs> so, again, we're far away from the camera, so if you're here and you say hello, we say hello too. All right, y'all. This is a part of, a part of the Juneteenth crew. We've got Vanessa. I love to, like, watch myself point because it's different. Okay, so <laughs> i got Vanessa, Andrea, and Jasmine. And um, Carmen, we miss you. Shay, thank you. We mm-hmm. miss you. Who else? Maddie and Spencer and Lila. 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 Yeah. So um, not to leave any of the, the functioning parts of it out, but this is who we could get today and this morning <laughs> and to fit on this couch. So, <laughs> to be real, um, I want to say, okay, first a couple shout outs before I get started is um, uh, my Patreon page. Thank you guys for supporting. Please, if you're enjoying these videos, check my Patreon out because it is floating me. Did you guys notice I got a stand? Yeah, actually. Patreon! I got a light. We illuminated. <laughs> so that's from Patreon. Thank you guys for actually making a difference. Little by little, equipment by equipment, it's actually working. Um, also, I want to tell people that I'm doing anti-racism conversations. If you want to know more about that, it's one-on-one, one-to-three, one-to-five conversations with people who are doing anti-racism work or studying, reading, going to all of the, the talks but somehow are having a hard time kind of like seeing how it works in their everyday lives and you're wanting to like align your intention with your impact a little bit more, come talk to me. We will uh, work together on that. I have it all written out and we can talk more about that. So that those are my shouts. Um, you guys want to say anything before we get started? I got a client for you. Oh yeah? Oh, snap. <laughs> I even have two. Send them on my way. I, I honestly, I've done the, I've done like a few as the business, you know, you know, and it's been great. They're like, everyone's like, this is not enough time, and we do it two hour blocks, and they're like, this is not enough time. I have to come back. I'm like, well, let's come back. It literally is just us talking about like why it's so hard. Do you video that? I don't. I, I would private. love to watch that, though. Would you? I well, would. Part of it is because it's generally white people, right? That's why I want to see it. <laughs> <laughs> but that's the appeal of that. It's com- completely confidential. Oh, okay. It's completely private. I'm not, there's no judgment. You know what I mean? It's just like, say what you, because a lot of people are, like, they think that they're doing the work, but they're like, somehow it's not, I'm not impacting the way I should, and it's because they still have race they have biases and they're racist and they don't see that they're trying to fight that racism Mm -hmm. but when it's kind of your backdrop you don't see that like you could read this book and go don't be mean to black people but you don't actually like and then you go to work and you you know you (laughs) you were telling a black person they should probably like just get professional with it and put their hair in a bun because it would be easier for them they don't see how that comment was based in their white supremacy, yeah. based in their act- actions, although they're reading the book, you know, they're reading Coates and they're reading, you know, uh, everybody, and they're like, I don't understand what I just did, I'm just trying to help. And it's like, okay, let me explain something to you. Let me explain how that's not helpful. <laughs> and then they look at it and they're like, oh damn, how that, last, we had one conversation, that, and I'm not gonna say who, but it was so good, that it was like one of the things where I'm like, do you guys ever look at anything besides black struggle? Are you interested in anything? Like, have you ever watched a black, like, love story? Right. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And it was kind of like, because what are you really interested in with black people? Have you ever, like, read black poetry? Like, just pick up a black poet book, just, to, like, read something different than what you see? And they were like, oh, shit. Oh, yeah. <laughs> they honestly were like, I never even thought about um, black love as a thing. Right. Yeah, you know? So, um, so yeah, so that was one of those, those kind of aha moments where it's like, oh, I know. 
I didn't think about black love being like a thing. So, you know, that's the kind of stuff we do in, in the conversations. So anyway, okay, so back to what we're here for. <laughs> so this is part of the Juneteenth crew that put on the largest Ju- Juneteenth celebration in, I believe, Eugene's Was history. it? Yeah, I mean, it, a lot of people were saying it was the first. It wasn't the first. No. 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 Yeah, and, but in the fr- the one on Friday wasn't the first either. <laughs> but it was, I believe, the largest, you know, and it definitely had the, um, the largest, most involved. And, I mean, you guys put it together in 10 days. 10 days. I just want you to understand that is insane to put together anything <laughs> in right. 10 days. You didn't plan a birthday party. 10 days is fast. You know yeah. what I mean? Y'all put together. How many vendors were there? 25 at least. 25 vendors. Not and then the food booths. Yeah, yeah, not including food. Yeah. That's so probably like 30 almost. Yeah. And then yeah. the entertainers. How many entertainers do y'all have? Ooh! It oh, went from 12 to 7. It went from 12 to 7. Gosh, I I, I don't know exa- the exact number. I want to say like 16. 16? Woo! I mean, there were uh, more oh, than that. I didn't count. There, yeah, no, because I remember thinking this is like the same amount. It was like 20-something. Do you know how many volunteers y'all had? Like 64. 64 <laughs> volunteers? Yeah. Does that include the people that showed up to do all the recycling stuff? Yes. That does include the recycle team and all that? Was that from Country Fair? I heard that was from Country Fair. Is that right? Uh, I saw somebody with a Country Fair shirt on, and they were like, we're, we need to come set up. And I was like, set up what? Like, <laughs> who invited y'all here? <laughs> just kidding. Yeah, you're like, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Quietly. <Quiet. laughs> sorry. Not sorry at all. <laughs> so, 64 volunteers. Th- I mean, an entertainment acts that went from noon to 7. Noon to 7. 25 plus... Um, Vendors in the art show, the black art, yeah. right? The kids area. <clears throat> the kids area. I mean, the food trucks. It's in the food booths. What else? I'm trying to think of everything I saw. I had okay. Let me tell you. First y'all. aid. First aid. Mm-hmm. That's right. Like, uh, in the shelter. Security. Area. That does not include the security people. No. We had like 30 more than that. Yeah. People on security. Undercover. Undercover. Right. They were just mm-hmm. going through. I peeped one with the little the little clear thing. I said, mm-hmm. Oh, you're not sneaky. I see you. <laughs> <laughs> But I'm happy that you're here. the main one. Right? Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. That. Uh, but, and then uh, <clears throat> we had our, um, I just want to say, because I'm super picky. I'm very judgy <laughs> when it comes to showing up and, like, representing things that are black, especially in I'm the glad gym. you showed up. I, girl, I was like, is Aisha going to come to this? I was happy you'd be, to be there. That's good. <laughs> you killed it, too. Oh, my God. You know what, though? I was, when I did my speech, okay, first of all, my speech was, like, literally four minutes long. But the reason why I did it so short is because I, I just didn't want to talk for a long time, and I wanted to stay on point. Like, I, that's my, my main thing is, like, I want to go, like, straight to the jugular. Like, that's my style. You know what I mean? I'm taking it to the knees, you know? So, it's like, <laughs> that's my style. But I was really nervous. I was not sure who was going to be in the crowd. And I and I knew I was early on, so I didn't think the crowd would be, like, that big. It was huge. It was big, yeah. right? And so, I was like, let me do something that's, first of all, fun, because it's a celebration. It's a celebration, so we got to, like, lighten it and, like, make some fun out of it and do that. And then I was like, and then I'm just going to go right in, say what I want, and then get out. But then when I did it, I was like, oh, I could have talked longer. You know, <laughs> I could have said more. But it was really fun. I have to say the whole event was super fun. And the energy of it, mm-hmm. with everyone being so, like, like the where we were coming into it was just like, oh. Like, we, everyone felt so heavy yeah. just because of what we were into, right? 
And then when I got there, it was like, oh, for a moment in this little bubble, because you guys had it set up in a circle, which was a great idea. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it was a really good idea. <laughs> <laughs> um, it was like, you like cattle us all, like, yo, you guys are going to stay right here. Like, no, but it was really <laughs> like that. It didn't feel like that. <laughs> It was good. And then um, having that, you just kind of walked into the bubble in a way, and it was just like everyone was, was feeling good. Yeah. When I did my speech, it was raining, and there were people, people out there. People were there. They stayed. Nobody moved. No right. one moved. No one was free. They were just. I, I didn't even see umbrellas come out. Like, it was just like, we're staying here for, for the long haul. I had they to get my mom an umbrella. Yeah, yeah, right? You know, as city folk, she was like, mm, there's water coming down. <laughs> <laughs> my hair is wrapped, but she's like, I need an umbrella. Go find me an umbrella. Please. Okay, she's like, like, no. It's going to work. <laughs> Shout out, mama. Right? <laughs> you guys did a wonderful job. So I, I had to, I actually had another show planned, and I was like, wait, we got to do the aftermath of all of this, because I heard, I heard, lots of things. I mean, I, I was hearing that y'all were being threatened. I heard that y'all were being, like, <laughs> People were trying to stop the permits. People were, like, out there, like, this is going to be violent. I heard mm-hmm. there, was, there was protesters. I heard, I mean, you know, I heard all of the, like, the the fear around black women and black men <laughs> getting together and doing something that y'all all faced that in a big way. So that's why I wanted to bring on here so y'all can tell the people that it wasn't, that this is not easy. Oh, my God. I mean, it was smooth sailing until the threats. Right. Was. Once the threats came in, I was like, oh, hell. Uh, we got a message from another per- I don't even know who the person was that told one of our crew members that uh, the Proud Boys were going to come and show up and the Proud Boys are known white supremacist group here between here Portland and Salem of mm-hmm. showing up at people's protests or events and just posting up with mm-hmm. their AK-47s just to scare you and intimidate right. you mm-hmm. but then I also found That's out right. from a friend of mine that They've been showing up at all the protests and then following small groups home after their protests. Oh, no. So I was like, they can show up all they want to. I don't care if you show up. Yeah. But when you start threatening people, antagonizing people, intimidating them by following them, right. that's a whole different ballgame. Yeah. So that's when we were like, nah, we got to get security uh, all up in this it and was, figure yeah, it out. It changed. Yeah. Any other threats come through besides the Proud Boys? I mean, not that that's, you need more. <laughs> that's enough. No, I think, you know what, though? For the first time ever, I, like, really felt, like, I remember waking up and just being, like, damn, like, not that I was, like, having this feeling, like, oh, I don't want to be brown today, but I was, like, damn, like, what is this lesson I'm here to learn? Because I can't even go out and do something. I don't want to protest. Yeah. I don't want to say anything. I just want to have a good time, and I can't even do that. Right. And, like, I felt on that day when we got that message, I was, like, I just felt helpless. Really? I was, like, I'm not even trying to get involved in anything other than just having a joy. Yeah. yeah. And I'm, like, to finally man. have something positive. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And I, fe- that, I felt, like... Did you know, know about it? Did, how did you feel about it? I did hear about it. Um, <coughs> what it made me feel pissed, and at the same time, I, I don't scare easily, so right. I'm just mm-hmm. like, okay, then let's see. <laughs> but <laughs> um, I felt like the volunteers, the white volunteers that came, I think what helped was us making priority parking for people of color mm-hmm. and like our stage crew. Mm-hmm. Me having to tell volunteers like tell people to park somewhere else but this parking area is for people of color Mm -hmm. them having to like be like they wanted to ask why and then them realizing why made them just be like okay yeah i'm here i'm for real i gotta make sure that i'm protecting this Mm -hmm. event and like being fully aware and helpful right right so i think that that helped 
like make it real to them because mm-hmm. it's like oh yeah I'm an ally I help and like I, I, I go to all these black events but it's just like you don't face the same type of fear that we do right mm-hmm. right right so it's like or threat not even just the fear but the threat yeah right. yeah right. you know yeah. and it's like us bringing our kids to like protest or like even this type of event it's like we're constantly on alert and just like watching right so for them to have to uh, take on that type of responsibility also mm-hmm. um i just felt like yeah, you better be aware. <laughs> yeah, well, I think that that's what's really important about that is that they don't think about it, mm-hmm. and they don't understand that when we're when we are doing something big like this, even speaking, showing, organizing, all of these things, it's like there's a, it's not, we're trying to have fun and we're trying to bring joy, but the the process of that has so much awareness of our safety mm-hmm. in it that yeah. um, you know, and, and I think I spoke to that a little bit is like the idea the way that we show up. You, you look at the finished product, right, folks? Look at our finished product and go, wow, that was really fun. And we're going, yeah, thank God no one. Like, yeah, you know, like, we yeah. did it, thank goodness. You know? And there were no, like, everything ran smoothly. It did. The only issue that we really, truly had was, like, timing between oh. sets and stuff. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Look, you have black folks on the stage. That was better be flexible, okay? <laughs> I was like, I hope they know. Woo, this ain't gonna happen. <laughs> yeah. This is gonna be real that flexible. That was the only stress. <laughs> yeah, but mm-hmm. for that to be the only stress for such a major event during a time where people are like, are you gonna be social distancing? Are you gonna be wearing masks? Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. I'm not gonna come because, and I'm like, Fine. No, if you don't feel safe, don't come. Yeah, right. Yeah, I'm gonna show up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so. and we—I saw some beautiful masks. I thought mm-hmm. and people were doing the best they could. I mean, right. everyone was being very conscious of what we were oh, doing. Yeah, you know, sure. um, I'd like to say, like the white folks that were there, I feel like a lot of them were there um, to to observe and to to soak in like the joy and mm-hmm. just kind of be a witness, which I appreciated. Um, having some of these conversations that I mentioned at the beginning. It was great because someone was like literally saying, "Why?" Cause we were talking about making black folks other than than what than what every day is, and right. so the the othering part of this, like this, this taking and putting outside of what the norm is, is and it was a great question because she was like, "I don't understand why this is like a black holiday when this is like an American." <laughs> American holiday. Like, this is right. something white people can be proud of. Right. Slaves were, there were no longer slaves. Like, we should be proud of that as white mm-hmm. people, mm-hmm. that this was a day that we didn't have this happen to these people anymore, yeah. right? And these people, meaning that they had them even recognize them as people, not as property, but like, they, they can be on their own now, right? Mm-hmm. And the truth, and, I, and of course we went into how that's, you know, not real, but, <laughs> but the truth of it is, is that Juneteenth, is, is going to be and has been coined as our holiday, our Independence Day, mm-hmm. um, as if it's like separate from United States it's history. Totally exclusive. Yeah, from yeah. history. Mm-hmm. You know, this is the United States history, and we're acting as if it's only pertaining to uh, it's our Independence Day. But then, what does that mean about anything else around us? Right. Right? Like, I think. That's some of the things that we were talking about. I came in here on one, y'all. And I was like, I mean, because I was like energized about this because I'm really, I'm really irritated with the conversation around any of this with black folks because I feel like what we're doing, and I was saying this when we were off the air, is that this three-fourths rule, this this rule that uh, when we came into the, when we were brought in as slaves, that we were never considered as a whole human. Right. And so we still are not, right? We're, we're everything that pertains to black folks is like and asterisks over there this is them that kind of thing but we're acting as if that's the right way to go too 
we are actually coming from a position of asking mm-hmm. if we are allowed to be here. Mm-hmm. Oh my God, I've been saying that for like the last week. What? I'm like, don't y'all get tired of knocking at a door and people being like, oh, maybe you can come in. Maybe, or maybe can... you can have a sit at the table. Like, uh, don't you get tired of asking for permission? Uh, just build your own table. Right. And then have the people in your network that you want to come that do actually support that our accomplices come sit at the table with you. But I, I mean, I think that we need to realize that what they are what they are standing on top of, acting as if it is their own, mm-hmm. we need to realize that that is not true either. Right. You know what I mean? Like, they can, there's no reason to fight about, like, like there's no reason to war, there's no reason to have all this. But like you said, if it comes down to blows, then we'll just build our own shit. Right. But the truth of it is, is that the what they're standing in front of is only like that because we allow it to be that way. Okay. You know what I mean? Because we buy. We right. spend our money there. Right. You know what I mean? Like, we, we get the clothes. We're not... I don't have anything on my body, unfortunately, that is made by a black, black uh, you know, mm-hmm. um, clothing store or anything. And I could. You right. know what I mean? Now, the stuff on my face, my skin, that's all black products. My hair, that's all black products. But, I mean, that it, the thing is, is that... It's not hard for you to be, for all of us to be more intentional mm-hmm. about where we spend our money because when we are spending our money with white folks, mm-hmm. you're casting a vote. You're casting a vote. You're not, we're still, that means that they have the power and that means we have to, we feel like we have to ask them permission because we're giving them our power. So we're like, can we please hang out with you guys? Like, I'm, you know, here. And it's like, no, what we need to understand is that the reason why they're there is because of us. Number one consumer. You know what I mean? The black community in America, uh, when it comes down to the free market, we are the number one consumer at $1 trillion. Trillion! Yeah. That is your own economy, your own wealth being distributed elsewhere, if you think of it that way. Yeah, yeah. Taking that out of the system that has never truly supported us, taking out of the system that has always had to create laws to support us. Right. And funding it back into our communities. And it really, the laws have never supported us. Never. The laws have just allowed us. Right. To, allowed us to be, like I always say, like the, the Civil War, or not the Civil War, I'm sorry, but the um, the the race riots and everything in the 60s, the, the Civil Rights Movement got us in the door. Right. You know what I mean? Little, it's just, little big toe in the door. Right. Just, we'll let them in the house, I guess. You know what I mean? It's like, <laughs> I guess they can come in. But we had never been invited into the, the, the to the table, right? And so that the fighting the fighting that we're having now mm-hmm. is the simple fact that we know better than to believe that we have, that this door, first of all, we built the door, mm-hmm. that you over on the other side trying to talk about when can you come in, like, what the heck? The cell phone you use in. Oh, we all we gotta do is take it down and be like, what you gonna do without it? You talked about this. I can't remember. I think it was the last time we were on here, and you were like, you gotta go to where the money's at. And I've been thinking about that. Yeah. Like, if you want to make change, and what really needs to happen, and this might be like crazy, but people who own corporations need to shut it down. They need to be like, okay, like I understand the value of this of my dollar, how it's contributing to the system, and they it needs to shut. Like places like Target, whatever, Walmart, they need to just be like, we're closed. For right. the greater good of humanity. I mean, how else is it going to happen? They're not going to do that. Because people are not going to boycott. So I'm like, somebody. That's the only way it's going to happen. That's though, what I'm saying. I'm know? just saying in a perfect, like, right. because people are not going to stop shopping at these. This is not going to happen. No, it's not going to happen. It's not. Somebody I, on top needs to be like, we're done. We're done serving you for the greater good. For the greater good. They're not. I know they're not going to do it. That's exactly what the Civil War was about. The Civil War, and that's why people are still pissed. It was about property and ownership of black people and the south was pissed because they were li- literally the, the north was going look we want to use those black bodies 
for industrial work. Mm -hmm. You want to use those black bodies for manual work. Mm -hmm. And they're saying, you industrial, we don't want to industrialize. You're going to take up all the money, the black labor, right? So that's what Civil War was about, was about the money right. on our backs, right? right. So, you, so at no point, and this is where you come in with the building your own shit, at no point will any of these white folks stop getting their dollar to save for whose humanity? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I mean, they're still fighting to this day about that Confederate flag. This is my culture. You know what I mean? Right. That culture was to literally fighting, like bloodiest war, <laughs> because they wanted to keep black bodies working mm. in the field so they can get the money from their labor. It you is know? deeply concerning, like on so many levels, how <laughs> separate corporation and business is from humanity. Oh. It is so intensely disgusting. Right. That is it right there. So when we talk about that, this is what's impressive to me. The, the, how many donors you guys got to do this okay. Juneteenth? Yeah. I mean, that was impressive. We got, yeah, we got conversations <laughs> about that. Well, okay, come on. That's what we're here for. We, we, we even had our own, like, it, within our team. We did. Where yeah. We had so many, not so many, we had things come up where we were like, media. Like, do we want to invite mm -hmm. media to the black cookout? And then I had to be like, well, guess what? Only Lane County uh, is 1% black. So really, it's not the black cookout. <laughs> right, 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 right. Guess who's going to show up? Yeah. The white folk going to show up. Yeah, yeah. So do we want media for something like this? Actually, yes, we do. Because look at the stage from 12 to 7. Everybody on that stage deserves the praise, yeah. the attention, yeah. Yeah. all of it. Yeah. And, and for the people who want to, like Vanessa was saying this, uh, the people who want to go that route with their careers. Yeah. Give them that exposure. Right. Yes. And then as far as uh, the sponsors go, mm -hmm. I mean, we we talked about whether we should be putting sponsors on the forefront on like, depending on how much they donated, like putting their logo or yeah. their name somewhere right. versus not because some people felt like, oh, we shouldn't have to do that. They should just be showing up and supporting anyways. Yeah. And I'm like, you're right. They should be. But for the people that we know that are connected through Escape, that have come and poured into this dance studio and made it help make it what it is. Yeah, we, yeah, we want to give them a shout out, right. man, because those are long term connections yeah, and bonds so that give them a shout out. Yeah, have. I think we're all really <laughs> angry right now, and this is like it was very apparent to me when that conversation came up in the group because yeah. we are not on a mission to further divide. Right, like that's not what the goal is here I, on any of this. I uh -huh. think we are we're out here to try to make people understand and to rebuild a connection that exists regardless if we want to acknowledge it or not. And if we're out here being like, well, you can do this and you can't do that, we're just perpetuating the problem. Um. And I think what was important <laughs> about that conversation that we had is we need to show the community who is out here supporting True us so that those people that aren't can be questioned. Yeah. Yeah. Like We need to know what is safe so that we can keep moving towards those businesses and towards those people and uniting. We don't need to be out here, like... Okay, so let me ask you guys this. And because this is... I have an issue. <laughs> okay. We'll I, later. <laughs> I always got... My ass always got an issue, right? Um, no, I I love uh, what you just said. The thing I have, I'm I'm very protective over, like, performative support. Yeah. Um. So how do y'all feel about, like... Like what you just said, when people aren't supporting... Now and and then people who are are supporting, but what does they what do their business really actually look like, out outside the the thousand dollar check? Totally. Like, so so there's a couple things there for me because I know some businesses right now who have contacted me who are like, 
I don't want to say anything because I don't actually know what I'm doing and I want to do this right because I know that this is the time and I want to be here. But there's no way I'm about to jump out in front and, and throw my Black Lives Matter sign up there and then not know what to say. Right. Like that, I mean, to me, and I'm thinking, I can respect that. You right. know what I mean? Yeah. Because you, they're like, I feel this. That's important. It's not that I don't feel this. I know this is right. I know there's no way that I believe that, you know, that the Black Lives Matter is an issue. There's no way. So, but I want to be more informed. Now, they want to, to donate the money. They want to do all that kind of stuff. But then when you go back and look at the like at the businesses and they're not actually supporting anything black in the community at all, is that support or is that a cover? It's a cover. Definitely a cover. It's a cover. Yeah. And the, do we take the money? Yes, we do. But <laughs> but we do have to still like really look at the situation and we can't just be shouting out, you know, this when it's like go in there and a black person could be mistreated because their whole company isn't actually proactively mm-hmm. anti-racist. Yeah. You know what I mean? Right. And so they're, they're, it's problematic. And I think that people, white folks, you know, when they hear our conversation, it's like, oh, you guys are so picky, or oh, well, if someone's helping you, just take the help, and blah, blah, blah. This is a safety issue on all fronts. Mm-hmm. It's always about our safety. Mm-hmm. And I think about, like, having these conversations with folks and, like, understanding that they don't get it they want to get it, but they don't get it. It's kind of like it, in that space, it's actually really dangerous. You know, it's really dangerous because we would, can be in this moment of like, yeah, we're, we're, we're working it out. And then they, out of being, you know, maybe even uh, like kind of jumping the gun mm-hmm. and setting up something that we'll look back and be like, do you realize that that could have done this and this and this and this? And they're like, no, I had no idea. So there we are showing up. Uh-huh. With Mister thought they were pro- proactive, right, and actually has set up a situation where it's dangerous for all of us to be in, and then we, and then it's all on us to defuse it, to undo, it, you know, to, and then to come out and say. So it's it's actually really delicate who we work with. I I think that's very true. Right. I think I mean that's really true. I think the only thing you can do, right? I think this is a time right now where you just need to straight up look in people's eyes. Yeah. Like that's it. That's where it comes down to because. I mean, and, and some of the donations that I accepted, those were people who have been here. Like, yeah, personally, yeah, yeah. They, I mean, they put the floor down in the studio. They've been here since day one. Yeah. But, like, some of these other people that we don't know, I mean, it's just going to reveal itself in time. It does. And I think we just have we just have to be more intentional about accepting and giving. Like, we just, we have to look at people. Yeah. We can't, yeah. You know what I Because you can call tell. Asses call out. people out. That's where we're at. We're not here to protect to, nobody but our spaces. Right. So, right. call them out. If they're mm-hmm. not truly supporting and they're being performative. Yeah, I have these to be called out. Groups. Yeah. Right. And, and I, so, okay, let's go. I you know, so I, I do think that, like, we have to, I keep telling white folks, like, this is, while you guys are sitting here planning, uh, you know, I don't know how many people showed up throughout the day, because I know, I know once right? the sun, once the sun came out, it got even more crowded. Mm-hmm. So, um, I mean, y'all up here, you know, putting together the big old celebrations within 10 days and we we out here trying to figure and white folks are trying to ask us to figure this other stuff out like you ask your friends you know you have those conversations about why they've got the the confederate flag on the back of their phone like you ask why talk to them you know i mean some people are like well that's i mean he's always been that way billy joe ain't uh, he always been like that you know Ask, ask why Billy Joe does those things. Billy like, if you, and I can guarantee you, you Billy Joe it. has no idea. It has to be Billy Joe. I mean, <laughs> who else would it be? 
what bothers me most about those type of conversations between them is that they make up excuses like, oh, well, Billy Joe, he just keeps this uh, Confederate flag sticker on the back of his phone, but yet he donates, like, sometimes to this, that, and the third, and I'm like, <laughs> or he has but a still, he's friend. a fucking racist. Like, why aren't you addressing the fact that, like, this isn't okay at all yeah. on any level, and it doesn't matter. I mean, I, I feel like I run into situations even within my type of work where they're just like, oh, well, they're not being discriminative against this group of people because they also do food bags for the elderly. And I'm like, okay, that's cute and everything, but we have black elders. And like, right, right, <laughs> we right. have other levels that need to be supported too. You right. can't be one thing and then another. Right. Mm-hmm. There's a one thing that I, I noticed with that too is that people, I've been working with the country fair, yes, please pray for me. And <laughs> it's been heavy for a long time. And, and I am hold just, space for you. Please hold space. space Light a candle, rub a crystal. Like, I'm an ocean water dude. <laughs> wanting to be like, yeah, Black Lives Matter, but can we throw in, um, can we throw in a brown, can we throw in ableist, can we throw in all of that? And the thing is, like, it's not that we are against any of those things, mm-hmm. but for the moment that we talk about black, why do you have to keep adding anything else to that? Black, and I say this, I'm going to say it every day, I'm, I'm going to say it every time, is <laughs> the lowest common denominator. Black is in all of the sections of life. The intersectionality of blackness is profound. Mm -hmm. So if you can just say black, (laughs) okay, Mm -hmm. just say black. Don't add in. Don't put the plus. Because we don't, it just shows the fear. Right. It just shows. Of the other. You know, back to that. And then it's it's like you just can't focus on black because... What? It, it really actually is just another way of saying all lives. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It's okay to be supportive of black people mm-hmm. and black culture and black intellectualism, you know, and black consciousness. It's okay to just do that, you know, and not to exclude everyone else. And I hate that I even have to put that asterisk because that's what's going to come for us next. Right. Well, you just so you just blah, blah. Why do you, why? <laughs> In order to be pro-black does not mean you need to be anti-anything else. Nope. Mm-hmm. And that's the part that puts us in the other category yet again. Mm-hmm. You can't discuss blackness without it being like, well, what about? What about? You know what I mean? Like, we are, con- okay, so you want to talk about, like, the, um, I missed the, uh, the parade yesterday, but it's like black trans. You want to talk, you can say black, add, add whatever else you want to it, but I want you to say black first. I just want you to do that because you're going to understand that there's black everything in this community. You know, we're talking about all black lives. But in order for you to have to add in the asterisk next to it and be like, well, why don't we talk about this too? Why don't we just talk about this right now? What's so hard about that? I like the way you worded that. Thank I'm you. just saying that. Like that, that, well, that, that was very, very clear. <laughs> that was very, very clear and I can, that was good. Okay, well, thank you. That was, <laughs> the white side of me understood that. <laughs> <laughs> the white side said, I get that. Yes, 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 I got it. I'm glad we can speak to both sides of you today. Vanessa. I appreciate that. It's, it's fear. It's uh-huh. fear. It's uh, thinking that anything is, Dr. Lake always says this, uh, thinking that anything is being taken away from you. Yeah, yeah. 
nothing's being taken. We don't want to take anything. We don't want revenge. Yeah. If we want a revenge, y'all would have gotten the revenge <laughs> okay. long before even I was born. Right. But we just want to be accepted just like everybody else. Yeah. Without the asterisk. Right. Without the other. Yeah. Without the plus one. But, right. <laughs> right. And that I think that where is where people are just like, can we just be here? Right. You know? Just, and the truth of it is, is that, like, <sighs> Oh man, y'all! I'm like, oh man, all day. Uh, you know, it's it's one of those things where it's like, oh, we just want to be accepted. It's kind of like we. I just want to be like, like, can I just be? Yeah, can I just chill or what? You know yeah. what I mean? Like, can can we just like do what we do? And that it it's so there's so much angst around blackness, and so for y'all to bring out. The Juneteenth celebration, which mo- most people didn't even know what Juneteenth was, which I thought was hilarious. Mm-hmm. And how many, how many of y'all learned about it while y'all were doing this? Come on, tell the truth. It's okay. Girl, that's my culture. Yeah, I made I that very clear. Okay, good. Coast, you know. Y'all knew it too? Every, did anyone on the, on the um, team learn about it newly? Yeah, well, I don't know if we need to be calling We don't need to say their names. <laughs> <laughs> we don't need to say their names, okay. but there were people who didn't know. Definitely. Okay. And I think that's okay because a lot of people didn't know. Like, the when I learned about Juneteenth, I was 17 years old, and I was in Brazoria County where it happened, right? And my first husband, my, the father of my children, is an actual direct descendant of Charlie Brown, who was one of the three or four people who started Juneteenth. So it's direct, oh, yeah, it okay. is actually directly related to my family. Like, my children are direct descendants of the person who started Juneteenth. So I knew about it, but the way we did it in Texas, it's, like, it's kind of like any celebration. You started off in, in Brazoria County, which is real small and real country. <laughs> and then I remember when I first met my ex-husband, my, my mom and my dad were like, country, huh? Country. <laughs> we're going, I'm going for the deep south country boy. It was cute. Anyway, so, <laughs> uh, you should have saw how like, just like completely different we were, but it was really cute. Anyways, <laughs> so we had the, um, the Brazoria County, and then it was just celebrated there. And then it went to Houston. And then it went to Texas. You see what I'm saying? And then, it, and now it's like everywhere. Right. But when I left Texas, I always was like, I always thought Juneteenth was a Texas thing. Like, I didn't actually even, like, connect it to what it was really about. Mm-hmm. I just thought, like, this is a Texas celebration. Mm-hmm. Not a, like, a slavery was ended type celebration. Because it wasn't even given to us that way. Charlie right. Brown, the man who created Juneteenth, or one of the men who did, was illiterate. And when he died, an ex when he was an ex slave, he was a millionaire. He had owned the sli- the land that he uh, uh, that he owned, and then he took uh, he bought it after he was a slave, and then took the t- the timber on it and made money from the timber, and then bought other industries as he went. But he was completely Ill- 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 illiterate; he couldn't read or write. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I say all of that to say that the the magnitude of wi- the the will that we have to just be here, to just do what we know that we can do in our own heart and intellect. Like, he didn't even have to read and write to create a, a like, this, a, a millionaire mm-hmm. in 1860 what? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, that is insane. Right. That's insane. I don't even know what that equates to in money now. Like, what would that a million dollars in 18-something be? Shoot. And 20,000, right? That's Oprah money. That's <laughs> that's only like a whole a whole country <laughs> right? money, right? So anyway, um, I forgot what I was gonna say with that. Uh, okay, so we were celebrating Juneteenth a long, long time ago, and I knew what it was about. And I always thought up here, um, we didn't really know it was kind of like Juneteenth. We didn't really equate it to like Black Independence Day. Like that really mm-hmm. wasn't 
how it was relayed. You know what I mean? Um, or Freedom Day or any of that. And I think as more people started to be more black empowered, then we looked at it and said, wait a minute, why are we asking white folks to tell us what this meant? This is what we say it is, and this is what it is. And this now it's Independence Day, black people's Independence Day. I won't be celebrating Fourth of July because it wasn't about me. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, matter of fact, we were never involved in that celebration mm-hmm. at all. We were serving tea and shit. So I'm not trying to do that. So what I what what I think in the time frame as time has moved on and now people are looking at Juneteenth, I think it's super, 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 super important that we remember what it really meant. You know, that that people were still enslaved mm-hmm. two years after the Emancipation Proclamation mm-hmm. plus six months. And people have to realize what happened. It's not that the folks in Texas didn't know. That the I am so tired of people saying that. Right, right. And reading that. Yeah. I'm like, oh, it's it's uh, controversial because some people say that no one knew. I'm like, come, I'll give me a break. Give me a break. No one knew. You mean the, you wanted free labor? you got to understand the Civil yeah. War was still happening. Yeah. Lincoln only did the Emancipation Proclamation for the work, for the money, for the bodies. He was trying to cripple the South and and bring up industrialism. <laughs> that was it. Mm-hmm. So people are like, oh, he was the one who freed the slave. Like, it wasn't because he loved black people. No, it was about no, the economics, money. Right. Economics, yeah. right? And Texas, the South, was like, you ain't about to take my money. <laughs> you know, that's right. what they were about. They're right. like, you are not about to take my shit. This is my working money. This is, we are making money here. Two years later, plus six months. Now, the plus six months, that was... Another round, they wanted one more crop of cotton. Mm-hmm. Best believe that was agreed upon right. by the North. And taken advantage of. Because, you see what I'm saying? You, know, you yeah. take people from their land, you strip them of their culture, their language, and they don't understand what's happening. So you're taking advantage of people, um, and they had no idea. No. no well, keeping information from them. You know, the idea that, that the, the point that I'm trying to push ahead is that mm-hmm. This, these white folks, it wasn't ever in the process of because they loved black people. No. no. You know what it I'm was saying? Because we benefit off the backs of oh, black people. black people. Mm-hmm. So it's super important with that narrative that we take Juneteenth and we have to keep the we have to keep the the integrity of Juneteenth about the beauty of black people. Because right now, hashtag Black Lives Matter is trending. And we see people all over the country, even all over the world, mm-hmm. benefiting off of black people. That's right. And, and it's just still suffering. Happening. It's it's not the we're not seeing the good moments right now. Yeah, and so when you talk At about all. when white folks are like, we celebrate black people, when Juneteenth comes up, come on over. But bring your money. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Bring and bring it in droves. Yeah. Don't make it about you and for God's sake don't throw one if it if it doesn't have all the money's not going back to the black community. So and that was don't one trying of the... to teach me my or trying to sell me my Black Lives Matter logo. So yeah. just like oh, okay. <laughs> just like I don't wanna see white folks like, Oh, I make T shirts and I have bags and it says Black Lives Matter and I'm like, Why? Right. Are you donating all the proceeds? All the proceeds. Black youth. And I think that people, a lot of people have to connect the two together. Realize what happened to our, in our historic, in Juneteenth. Realize what that was about. Right. The North allowed the South to have six more months of cotton. And then said that, and that's enough. And that's enough. Now we got to let them come on and work for us. Right. You know. So, I mean, it wasn't like the battle was bloody, de- you know, those last six months. You know, the North and the South, it wasn't like those people were not in communication of how this was going to go down. You know what I mean? Yes, they were fighting. 
yes, there was wars, and the, the when the Civil Wars ended, they were still, you know, fighting about it. Please remember and get it into your head, it was not about the betterment of black people. It was completely intentional. It was about the money. Mm-hmm. And how much money they were hoarding off the back the backs of black people when the North wanted to do it in a different way, but the same thing. Same, same but different. <laughs> They're like, you know, and so they wanted to, us to work in the factories for no money. For two cents. You know what I mean? Like literally. So I just want I don't want to romanticize it. But at the same time, I want people to understand that Juneteenth is extremely important that black people own it and that white people support it. Because in that, I think, in my opinion, y'all, please let get, please say what you uh, feel about this, but I think it's a form of, of really understanding that, like, uh, the upliftment of black people in a celebration that white people, if they really are supporting black people, you know, and they're really supporting the movement, Juneteenth should be a, a moment of, of, of reckoning. Mm-hmm. It should be an apology day. Like, it should be like, I recognize what happened to y'all. It took this long for you to be recognized as free, as free people, mm-hmm. really, for, for yourselves. Because, again, it wasn't white folks who were like, yeah, you're free, good job. No, that's not what happened. Mm-hmm. This was a recognition for black people to say, you know what? We don't have to answer to you anymore. Because we were not given our 40 acres and a meal. We were not given our education. We were not given our, our, our reading, our writing, our time. We were not given our families back. Right. We did not get the ledgers of the, of the receipts that they sold our children for right. so that we could go back and get our children. Right. We didn't get any of that. What we got was, get the hell off my property. I can no longer use you. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So if we're going to celebrate the day that we can walk off the property, that's what Juneteenth is about. Right. And that, to me, is when we can take that kind of tragedy and make it into joy, mm-hmm. you, it's, it's absolutely imperative that white folks do not do not commercialize this. Yeah. You know, unless all that money is going to the school districts mm-hmm. that we are that are suffering right now. Mm-hmm. You know, and I'm not talking about like Springfield. I'm talking about you know what I'm saying? I'm yeah. talking about like the school districts who are who are of black children who don't have computers in mm-hmm. 2020. Right. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Cuz there are school districts right now that do not have computers in this and these kids are going into middle school not knowing how to to use an excel sheet when that's all we all know that's what the world is built on mm-hmm. right now right correct so i think that's i mean so uh, y'all i want y'all can talk i, <laughs> I am like all around y'all don't have to like really jump in because i'm on one today well i'm not so one of the best things about it was having all the black businesses there and then being like, we sold out of stuff. Yes. yes. Or, or we, you know, we can't wait to do it next year. Or we haven't had that much because we came out of the quarantine. Like, yes. this was good for us. It was worth us being here. And that excitement of people being supported yes. by the white community, them selling their products and stuff like that. I mean, that was, that made it all worth it. That was so cool. Yeah. I, I mean, I, uh, one of my friends who was, who was doing the, her uh, clothes there, mm-hmm. And I, she's like, I didn't see your speech. I couldn't see. There were so many people. Yes. And I was like, that's amazing. Yes. And the fact that they were all black vendors, too. Well, they were all yes. people of color and black. Or just, were they all black? They were all black. Yeah. All black yeah. vendors. Yeah. yeah. Again. 25, mm-hmm. all black. That's how you do it. And, then and there somebody, was more, too. Yes. They just didn't come. Right. Yeah. Okay. Somebody was like, we would have loved to see more uh, black vendors. And I was like... <laughs> you want more than 25 we'll give it to you next year right? yeah. like because it was such short notice people were like oh I'm already out of town I have this going on yeah. and that's what happened with food also like, we yeah. got a lot of comments about not having enough food 
Girl, I have a comment about not having no barbecue. All them barbecue. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. I mean, you can't. You can barely throw a Joe's. Some people without would barbecue. rather go to a country or not. What is Saturday, Saturday market. market? It was like Saturday market's first weekend opening. Yeah. Oh. And so mm-hmm. they were in line for that and being down there, and I still am mad about that. Be mad I'm because because you don't yeah. go to Saturday market where they sell the same stuff every. I've been in for ten years, <laughs> and I see the same stuff yeah. every, every year. year. So I stop going. We throw something that's for you by you. For us, by us, and you don't want to show up, and you want to go to... Mm. Well, you know, next year, we're going to have more time, so you don't have no excuses. Mm. You know what I mean? Saturday market goes all summer long. All summer. Into the fall. June June is one day. Yeah, Yeah. one day. So, I'm just going to give the excuse, the devil's advocate... That maybe people were not aware of Juneteenth, and then when ten days came up, it was like, oh my God, I don't know what to do. Y'all know, y'all have it. Well, we have the place that I was like really in we, contact with, yeah. where they're like, you know what? We there's just so many people that are gonna be there. We don't know if we have enough food. There's uh, that to supply. Yeah, everybody. there's that. And yeah. I was like, even if you want to do like a small shift. And you're out of food. Yeah. And then well, you're dead. Yeah. yeah. But they, they didn't want to do We that. are coming yeah. out of quarantine. I will say that. And right. it is really costly to yeah. to buy meat. Like, it, it, I mean, yeah. no. My yeah. family. Like, I, I understand that. Yeah. But. But. Well, next year. The, the but. The but. Dot, dot, dot. Is next year. Y'all have plenty of time to yeah. get together. Because yeah. you guys are going to make this annual, right? Or something like that? Yeah. Definitely. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I can imagine it just being so much bigger. Y'all going to need a different space. Well, we're like, gonna, I mean, we, we need to shut streets down. Yeah. It needs yeah. to be like a shutdown. Yeah. Remember the Eugene celebration back yeah, then? Yeah, It course. needs to be like that. Yeah. And it would, that, a parade and everything, that wow. would be amazing. Yeah. You know? A I black mean, parade? Yeah. That would be dope. <sighs> we would have to get Portland involved. No, we should. <laughs> yeah. Because Portland had a celebration and I don't, I mean, I didn't cancel. Yeah, they canceled it because of COVID-19 and said they were going to do something on Zoom. And I was like, dang. Yeah. So it's very possible you could bring some people from Portland down. I mean, you know, bring some people up from Ashland. Don't forget about the black folks in Ashland. You know, we got Ashland folks, too. There's black people in Ashland. There There are. are. There's like three, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to make a shout out. Shout out Ashland. Shout out Ashland. No, there are. There are. There's, There's... no, I've been down. There's a dude that owns. A, his name's Kedron. He owns a like a dance studio, gym place in Medford. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. A black activist in Medford. I mean, there's people. We just gotta. We have to reach out. And if, if you have more than ten days to do it, yeah, then yeah. you got it. You know. So look out next year, June. <laughs> it's gonna happen. Um, we're working on another event coming up in a couple we are, months here yeah. too. So. Yeah, what you doing? I ain't saying nothing. You're not gonna say nothing yet. No, I'm saying about to crack off. Okay, okay. all right. Yeah. Well, then we'll know in a couple months. I'm about to pop off. You'll know <laughs> ten days before. <laughs> <laughs> I, you know, I'm like, um, I'm very worried about COVID us being back actually in quarantine I by the too. fall. You know, I'm, 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 I'm pretty sure it's happening because numbers well, are already going for it. up. And the, the states that refused to shut down and the states that opened before everybody else are now uh, calling for shut down again. Yeah, are they really? Yeah, yeah. Georgia yeah. and Florida governors are... Georgia. Texas, too. Yep. It's, they're, they're already shut down. Like, they're come going on, I just bars. want to come visit. No, I mean, I'm like, right? Like, I, will, I just am like, can we just get it right? Like, just this, I, this in and out type thing? Like, I can't... I can't live my life like that. <laughs> right? I always hear people talk about, either in the community or on the news, the misinformation, though. Like, there, there's one message, and then there's another message. Mm-hmm. And it's, I, I think that government, they don't know what they're doing. No, of course they don't. I, I mean, not, I, if, if so, we would have 
a very clear plan and, and it hasn't been one yet. Like it literally has not been one yet. And everyone, it's funny because we talk, we're talking about the money, right? Mm-hmm. Because everyone is worried about the money. Yeah. And the truth of it is, is that this is an opportunity for the structure to revamp itself mm-hmm. in a way that the money isn't what, isn't what crushes us. Right. You know what I mean? And we have to understand that the people who put this in place are, are, it's all arbitrary. Like this is actually a plan that was put in place and said, okay, let, let, let's see how it works. You know what I mean? The value of the dollar is an arbitrary situation. Mm-hmm. So that means that the people at play can, can also create another system right. that arbitrarily works like this one does. <laughs> you know what I mean? When but are we going to get to that place? Like, Man, we got to crash and burn first. We're in the burning yeah. and crashing stage. We're crashing I, and burning as we speak. <laughs> yeah. For Yesterday real. I had this conversation and it made me think, and somebody asked me, at what point does your ignorance, what what is the difference between ignorance and racism? At what point are you either or? And I was like, okay, like thinking about it. And it's the same thing with the COVID stuff. Same thing with money. Same thing with power. Like at what, and same thing with acknowledging holidays like this. Like at what point are you just ignorant and does that cross over to, to, to racism, to to these choices, to the, to these things that keep us stuck? Mm -hmm. Oh, I see. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean, I don't think it's a crossover. (laughs) I think it's I mean, because you could be ignorant and then be open to being educated. Yeah, that's true. Then you could be ignorant and you're like actually i i'm racist or i'm actually you know i'm more worried about the money than i am about people right like you that's a choice and yeah. that's a scary choice that's like a scary little right, right. I mean, but that, right that kind of goes back to our juneteenth conversation that's what i'm saying yeah burn down the buildings you can protest but you can't loot a riot they forget those <laughs> buildings discriminate against people of color so that's a choice but i'm just like y'all forget like a lot of these businesses were ones that were following black people through their stores right and questioning yeah. if they had money and like yeah. they were whole black economies and towns that were burned down yeah so these are choices people are making you right. know that you know that and then you're still ch- that makes you racist yeah. I remember one time there was a there was a grocery store here that um I a grown woman working for the state, three kids, married, all that, and they stopped me and said that I was stealing something. Um and they couldn't find it in my purse where they thought it was, right? And I was like, This is not I'm not stealing anything and they left me in a room for six hours. Shut up. Yeah, and um and what? when they finally got me out of the room, uh the, they called the police to come get me, right? <laughs> And I was in the room for six hours. My kids didn't know where I was. My ex-husband didn't know where I was. And then um, they, they, the police officer came and got me. It was Latino. And when we walked outside, he was like, sorry about all this. And I was like, thanks. He wasn't going to charge me. He didn't arrest me. He wasn't going to walk me out. He knew that this store does this thing. And so when he got me and I was like, I didn't do, I was like, try, you know how we do. We talking to him like, look, dude, this ain't right, blah, blah, blah. And he was like, don't worry about it. Like, he's like, sorry, this all happened to you. And we w- walked our separate ways in the, in the um, parking lot. Six hours? Six hours, yeah. And so, and then, like, someone was talking to me the other day. They were like, well, why don't you, like, people with the riots, what you're talking about, why don't you sue? Why don't you do the cop? And it's like, I could have sued there, right? But I just need people to understand, like, what that really means, you know, when someone wants to sue someone. Mm-hmm. First of all, the money it takes to sue someone, it's not like we have that to do every time someone discriminates against us. Right. I, gotta, I, black people have to decide 
how bad was that discrimination for me to get real pissed? You know yeah. what I'm saying? Okay, they didn't lay their hands on me, so I guess I'll let it slide. You know what I mean? There's, right. there's certain levels of discrimination I got time for, and other shit I just have to put in my backpack of armor that I was discriminated against this week or this day yet again and kind of move on from that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that tying that back to like the Juneteenth celebration is that this is a moment where we don't get, have to do that. It's, that. it's that moment of like, let's all dance, mm-hmm. you know? Let's all just like enjoy each other's let's melanin. <laughs> right? Yeah. Let's walk it out, right? Yeah. Like let's just, just not for this moment. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's the day we get to walk off the plantation and and be actually take a deep breath. Right. You know what I mean? So I I I'm very protective of Juneteenth that way because I I know it's about to blow up and now we got a holiday in Oregon where people next year don't have to work. It's going to be an actual holiday for the state. I just don't want it to be like Cinco de Mayo where people Someone made that comment. Too. Yeah. yeah. People are like I don't know what Juneteenth is and Hopefully it's not anything like Cinco de Mayo where white people co-opt it and turn it into a taco mm-hmm. and margarita party. Yeah. And I was like, no, nah, that's not it. But I hope it doesn't turn into that here. But how many people thought for the longest time that Juneteenth was, was Mexico's Independence Day? It is not. You know what I'm saying? It's not Mexico's Independence Day. We, what do you mean Cinco de Mayo? Mean Cinco de Mayo? Yeah. yeah. Cinco yeah. de Mayo is not that. And so it's like, I think that, I think Mexico, I don't even know. I think Mexico's Independence Day is like in, in September or something or August. But anyway, it's not May 5th. And so, so it was about a battle that they won. You know what I mean? And so the thing about it was is that the the whole meaning of of Cinco de Mayo is something that that white folks make huge, like you said, to, like sombreros and tequila. And it's not even about what the celebration was anymore. We don't even know what the real meaning is. I'm super protective over Juneteenth. I don't want it to end up like that. Well, good luck in this community of one percent black folk and all <laughs> white people, because I grew up in Denver and. Like, at first we had this idea of like, oh, we should have all black everything. And I had to think back to my childhood and Mm -hmm. what I saw, and that's what I saw. I saw all black everything. Mm -hmm. I saw the gospel singers. I saw the gospel choirs. Mm -hmm. All the musicians. We had hip-hop artists. We had dancers. We had uh, sorority and fraternity steppers. We had kids running around. So thinking about that vision, like when we sat down and we were coming up with the idea of how we want to throw the event, like, yeah, we... I typically, or not typically, ideally, we want uh, all black everything. Right. But mm-hmm. in a place where we live, it's, that's yeah. going to be really hard to Reaching. get. At least, yeah. I was like, the least right? we can do <laughs> is all black businesses and food. Yeah. That was the least that we could do. I mean, I know if we, if you all, I'm saying you all because, you know, I <laughs> reached to Portland and yeah. reached down to Ashland, mm-hmm. you could get definitely more. I mean, my son's chapter of his alpha chapter in Portland has got like 10 people in it. You know what I mean? Or, yeah, something like that. It was a time, yeah. Yeah, it's your But I think we can do it. If we, you gotta like bring in the state. Cause you're right. In Eugene, it ain't gonna happen. We're gonna have to hit all the major cities Mm -hmm. to pull off a decently, (laughs) you know, um, uh, populated black event. But if it's pulled off and the meaning behind Juneteenth is, is preserved, and we pre- and we need to like preserve it like vehemently. You know what I mean? Uh, white folks who want to support, you guys need to understand that it has to go to black people. You know what I mean? And I know they went through him. <laughs> yeah. Um, so so they have they have to make sure that they are preserving this for black for for black empowerment. You know that's what this needs to be about. And please let's keep it let's keep it going, but let's keep it real, right? So about keeping it real. Okay, let's go. Um, can we discuss that? 
piece of cotton you guys were giving. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Let me get the so, out. Yeah. So we um so who are y'all the organizers? We're given a stock of cotton um with a little American flag tied to it. That's a deep sigh there if y'all could not hear me. Yeah. Okay, so can I I'm gonna bring it up to the camera? Okay. So, we talked about this the other night, too. Yeah, so I don't know if you guys can see this. I'm going to see if I can get the ring out of it. Oh, I don't know if the light is going to let y'all see this. I think this is not going to work. Um, can y'all see that? You could drop it in the comments. I'm going to drop it in the comments. I'm going to pin it. Yeah. Can y'all see this? Okay, so that's a cotton. You can see the cotton in the center, and it's got, like, the bud around it. It's and a flower. Yes, and so someone's like, girl, the cotton. Girl, the cotton, okay? To commemorate and to remember what black people had to endure and struggle with. Yes, because you reminded every single time that we picked cotton. Girl. I mean, I I, I was standing there like, I'm, I'm just gonna sit this down. I don't. I saw you put it like, what is Vanessa doing? Okay, okay. so I had a moment. <laughs> stop Vanessa, stop her. <laughs> no, I Vanessa, stop. And I had a moment, and we're just gonna talk. This is just me being totally yeah, white. Please. I'm gonna say it. Because I'm looking at her, and I told you what I did. I, I looked for her edges. I was like, what is happening? Because I could. That doesn't matter. She was so covered. She I was, had I was, hair wrap, She was a mask. covered. And I was okay. like. I see her eyes. I had a. You know that feeling you get when you're like, are you being, is this? I'm not sure what to do with what you're doing. Yeah, it's that feeling you get inside when you're like, are you testing me? Or like, are you trying to, are you, and I was like, oh, and then I was like, no, no. Mm -hmm. And I was like, maybe I'm just uneducated. Like, this may be a symbol. This may be a moment. Because I was on the Juneteenth website. I'm looking through all this stuff, and I see all these commemorative items. There's a lot of stuff. And I was like, maybe I missed something. And I was like, okay. And she's, and I'm like, okay. And I'm putting this on. I'm looking over, and I go over to Dre and Dre's like, take that shit off. (laughs) Okay. I know. When you were, when you were pinning on you, I was talking to Dre and Dre was showing it to me. And I look over, I'm like, why does she have that on her shirt? Because (laughs) I was like, did I, I was like, there's no way somebody would do this. And it's not like I thought maybe I had missed an essential. Yeah. And Carmen said was saying that too. And I well, I was on the internet. You were over right. and I was like, this was has like... to be a thing. I was oh, like, did you look it up? I, yes. That's because I was like, there's no way that this feels like what it actually or is what it feels like. Yeah. I was like, no, 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 no. Somebody wouldn't do that. And then I was like, there's nothing about this anywhere. So uh, I heard that the girl who did her <laughs> is, is black or half black or didn't know. Okay, she's half black and doesn't know about cotton. Um, when she came up to, because she came up to me first before everybody and was of talking to me, and then she opened her basket and I was just looking like, okay, what's that? Then she picked it up and I said, cotton, just mm-hmm. like that, and like looked at her sideways and she was like, oh, I'm just really trying to do something nice. She played victim and I was like, okay, oh, and that's when I yeah I walked away from her because I was like, no. So can we? I don't know why we have to explain why that would be a bad thing, but here we go. <laughs> here we go. Um, so y'all, I don't know what y'all thought we were doing in the fields, um, but <laughs> <laughs> what was happening in the fields was we were picking cotton. What was happening was <laughs> so what was happening was we were picking cotton, and um, I don't know if y'all know this, <laughs> but picking cotton is no fun. Um, we were not having a good time out there. There's there was there was no <laughs> point. There, there's seeds. Yes. And there's thorns. Um, and I don't know if y'all know, but cotton has to grow in very hot 
um, hum not humid, but hot and uh, open. They're grown in big, hot, open fields, right? In these little bitty rows. And when you're picking the cotton, that, oh God, that <laughs> there's seeds in it and there's thorns in it. So you're bleeding, right? Around the cotton. And in North America, besides sugarcane in Central America, which is brutal in itself, we, the slaves in in North America, were were cotton. We were supposed to be picking the cotton, and that's what they made the money from. Okay, so when we were out there, literally dying in the heat, with babies on their back, babies on our back, bleeding in our fingers, to, and at the age of five is when you started coming into the cotton between three and five. So you are bleeding onto this. Now the the heat is on your back, and and cotton is what kept us there in the field, right? So at no point ever would cotton even still in still in the in the sheath in, in the in the bud. What do we call it? In the stem. Did she bring that to us with a? That would be something that I would I would assume that a Confederate person would do. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. They have it wrapped around with the American flag saying cotton. You know what I mean? Right. That is a symbol that reminds us of how we're tied to this land through their subrogate subrogation. Like the cotton with a with a American flag tied to it, given to the ancestors of slaves. Can people please put that together? I said she lucky she didn't approach my mama. <laughs> I mean my mom or, would have laid into her. Or if she would have passed it to me, I would have been like, you've got to stop this shit right now. Right. Like what are you doing? And the truth of it is it's like I I don't get what she was trying to do. Mm -hmm. Because I don't know who doesn't know if you don't know anything else about slavery, what you do know is that slaves were picking cotton. Right. You know what I mean? If you don't know anything else, right. you've got to know that that's what they were doing. Mm -hmm. You know? And so, and that's for 400 years, picking cotton. Our hair is teased about picking cotton. Picnics are talking about picking cotton. Uh, picking black folks out there. I mean, the, the cotton has been the center of our hell for 400 years. At no point would us bringing a cotton bud to black folks as a symbol of anything but hatred would work. Right. I mean, that's my opinion. Mm -hmm. But we were supposed to accept it because she worked so hard on it all night with her son. And it commemorated. <laughs> yeah. well, it we had to tell her, her that what cotton was. So I think somebody has reached out to her. No, you mean, or do you mean they're growing up here? Yeah. That's why it's. Who doesn't know that cotton to have I think events like knows this? That. So that we are being culturally aware. I mean, for us to be from other areas mm -hmm. where we didn't come here and we're not culturally aware of ourselves, right. to grow up in this community is different. I'm just saying, I'm like, me as a black mother raising my son here, he's the first generation to be born in Oregon. Mm -hmm. So he endures a different type of racism than I endured being back east. Mm -hmm. it, it's it's the microaggressions and the undertone of like, I didn't know that this was a bad thing. Like, right. he, he totally, like, if she would have came up to him, he would have had the same response you did. Like, yeah. what the hell am I supposed to do with like, this? Like, is this part was like, like yeah. You yeah. feel uncomfortable, but you're like trying to piece together like, why the fuck is this so uncomfortable? Exactly. <laughs> Why is it yeah, so thank you. You're like, I know this is not right. <laughs> yeah. yeah, okay. But yeah. also, she's, she was mixed. Yeah. It doesn't matter. She I know that she's, she's probably from this area she is. and not being like, 
not having the education behind that and not understanding the symbolism of mm-hmm. like how messed up it is. Well, and then the timing, like you're you're walking to where we are in our backstage area, where backstage. we're we're trying to. Oh, girl, <laughs> we just, where was security? Yeah, 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 they were catching what she's doing and what that is mm-hmm. and me being in therapy and feeling <laughs> in my body a girl all the anxiety me went me to my yes. Yes. Yeah, everything yeah. went to my chest and I walked away from her I'm like I can't do this right now yeah. I can't yeah. like, I, I'm in show mode and in go mode <laughs> right. I, can't, I was like I can't I can't address that because if I do I'll be here all day one or two I might just snap you know, and the truth is, I I could I guess what I was trying to be as a guest of you guys is I was trying to be a guest of the organizers. Mm-hmm. I didn't feel it, and maybe this is my bad. Like I didn't feel it my place. I didn't know if she was. I didn't know who she was, what she was doing. I don't know. She was backstage, so I kind of thought she was a part of the thing. I didn't mm-hmm. know she was performing. She had that dress on. I thought maybe you know. I didn't know. So, so all I saw was she. I don't know. Her. <laughs> yeah. So I. I got you know. her back. I don't know how she got back there. <laughs> I, don't I don't know. I literally don't know. She's she had. She might be like, I have a gift for them. Security should have took that basket and be like, thank you, and then could have given it to the backstage people. Oh, I don't know what she said. I'm making stuff up. I have no idea. Okay. Look, put it back in the ground. tell you about black folks is that we picked cotton. That's the one thing that's in all the history books, you know what I mean? Yeah. A, it wasn't fun, and it wasn't cool. And please don't bring it to us. In in the stock. It was a boutonniere. A boutonniere. It was a boutonniere to be worn. With that's what it was. American flag tied to this cotton ball. I specifically looked it up because I, I, I was shook it. <laughs> and I looked up. She said shook it. I, I, I really was. I was like, who, who am I? I was like, what is happening? I looked up like things people make out of cotton. Like I went far with this. Yeah, yeah. Wreaths, um, bouquets. Not one. I saw no boutonniere. That was not. It did not exist. I didn't see it. I didn't wow. see it. But and I then, saw other things. What was really funny is that when I looked at the cotton, I got like when you showed it to me, I got like it's so pretty. Like the ball itself was just so beautiful and white and like it you, was. Just, you had like this moment of that. I can't. And it was like. Who the fuck gave you that? <laughs> 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 you like have this smile on your face like, oh. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> so the hell am I holding in my hand? <laughs> I was I was, I, I was we got a problem. I, yeah, we got a problem. And because it, it was that, it was that. It was like, a, wow, what? Like, it was really like that. But it, uh, yeah, so don't, you guys. <laughs> and don't be out here making excuses for people in their ignorance. Yes. That she has That's she, what I'm saying. Yeah. She didn't mean any harm and she grew up here and somebody better snatch her up and tell her what time it is. Yeah. Then, if you know yeah. her that well. I would love to talk happen. with her. And not in a mean way. Like, I would love to talk with her because you are I, one. I, yeah, I would love to. <laughs> she has you been know? chosen. I, I'm, hey, I'm, I'm here for it. You got yeah. space for that. I do. Because <laughs> I, because, you know, with my nonprofit, it's about. <laughs> I mean, the truth is, it's about it's about black children. It's about children who are in crisis of their identity. It's about that. That's what my nonprofit is about. Black Gold is about empowering black children. Mm-hmm. 
And that includes children who are mixed, who, who may or may not feel all the way and totally in touch with their blackness, please come. I need so, to send my children to but, I mean, honestly, it's, you know, and so the thing about it is that that is what the camp is about. I am a teacher the way, it, I mean, that's what I do, mm-hmm. you know, and I have space for it because I did grow up here. And I was the only black girl who actually had a black level of consciousness that I could hold on to to keep me from sinking into the sea of whiteness and losing myself, you know what I mean, or my identity. So the, And I still struggled with identity issues, not with my blackness, but with my black beauty, with my black hair, with my black body. There was all that kinds of things with just being in white, not even proximity, but like actually like drowning in whiteness that still entered into my consciousness with two black parents who are, who were, I mean, from St. Louis. So there was no <laughs> joke or no, you know, like curiosity of what whiteness was in our house. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, my parent, my mom told me, she remembers the day they tried to say they were segregating them. She was like 15. And she was like, I don't know why. She grew up in black excellence. You know, I mean, her teachers loved her. Her, her principal loved her. Damn. And then they were trying to push in segregation and she was like we didn't see the point in it because we were doing just fine <laughs> you know what i mean so like my parents were our, our square up revolutionaries you know straight up in the in the fight all the way through and through mm-hmm. so what i'm saying is even with that in my home i still struggled with the fact that my hair was different i still struggled with the fact that my, my body was different you know what i mean than the people that we grew up with but the one thing that that if, if people want to be helpful and in, in our in our corner like, I mean, come on, y'all. Cotton? How could you skip that part of the slavery? Uh, that's like not even understand. I mean, I'm seriously trying to think of something less obvious. <laughs> less obvious that would, that, would, that would actually, you know, symbolize slavery than cotton. I've been seeing the flag wrap, wrapped that around part. it, like the connection of the two. Was like what was so hurtful. It was just like it's like no. You work all night and like still woke up in the morning. It was like I'm doing this. It's a good idea. So I mean, someone needs to talk with her. Someone needs to talk with her because that is such a it's such a gross leap in misunderstanding, Mm -hmm. and not in a way of like time to judge her and time to make shame her. But it's time to baby come here and have a seat. Like we gotta talk about this. Because if anyone told you that that black folks like slavery, was that the conversation you're having? That people have, we have an affinity for cotton in the fields or something? Because, mm-hmm. I mean, it's not at all a, a leap to believe some bullshit like what Kanye is saying, where, where, where slavery was a choice. choice. You know, it's not a far <laughs> leap for, for people, black folks who don't have black community to be misled that far down the line. Because I think you walking in here with a cotton ball on your damn shirt, with an flag, American flag tied to it, you are so misled mm-hmm. that you would think that black folks would be like, hey, girl, I like it. No, we will not. That's not what's going to come out of our mouth. You know what I mean? So if you think for a second that that might be something that's acceptable, we have got to talk to you. Mm-hmm. Like, in a very sisterly way. Like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, in a very... We can't let a sister walk around like that. Oh, no. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Lane County. Right? I mean, we... We cannot, we can't let a sister walk around Mm-mm. that confused. You know what I mean? That, yeah. I mean that, that's a hot, to me, that's a pretty douche shit. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's a I douche I use humor to cope. I, there, there's just so, I can just, yeah. <laughs> She's like, ha, 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 Oh my god! But I mean, anyway, 
anyway, so I went on a rant again. So to my <laughs> next thing I want to talk about, um, Jasmine, you're going to have to defend your friend. I know you will. Okay, look. <laughs> the video. The video. Oh, yeah. I, I was, I was, I don't know much about that. Okay. I just, like, did you just, just what, well, what, what, I was made you figure out? what made you figure out what I was talking about? It was obvious. Okay, thank you. <laughs> I said it and you were like, exactly. And I was like, well, that's it. Yeah. That's why it sucks. <laughs> and it's a beautiful video and it sucks. And the reason why it sucks is because, and I'm jumping. I'm listening. Okay. <laughs> oh, it's, okay, so it's beautiful. A white woman did it. The music is on point. Mm-hmm. The, the the graphics are on point. The the interviews that, that who she talked to, very good. All of that. And I'm looking through it, 34 minutes long, and I'm going, at, yeah. At the end of it, I was like, what the fuck? Literally. Because the one main thing that was missing from that damn video was the intellectual piece that was given to Juneteenth. What mm-hmm. white folks want to do... Yeah. Is look at black people as dancers and entertainers. Basketball coach who isn't black was the main first person up there. Yeah, that she did. And by mm-hmm. the way, he was two speeches in. He was he after was. me and yeah. after Lily, right? Wasn't black. We sat there and listened to him for too long on the video, right? And he wasn't even supposed to be up there talking. He about wasn't that. supposed to be talking about that. <laughs> and then his wife, who was black and was lovely and great, and she was there, and that was fine. But the one person that you didn't get, ma'am, if you're watching, is our elder in the community. The in- intellectual portion of Juneteenth was cut out of the community video. Mm-hmm. The one thing that white folks want to do is see us chucking a diamond. Mm-hmm. Not that you guys' dances were not amazing. I hear you. Though. Not yeah. that the not that any of the entertainment wasn't on point. Because it was better than I have seen in a very long time. Like, the bands were great. I mean, everything mm-hmm. was good. But but can I just tell y'all, white folks, black people are more than dancing and singing. Okay? And you had, a, they, you guys made point to have the first black woman who was born in Lane County. Okay? On speaking at the damn Juneteenth celebration. It was intentional for she her was to open. She, intentional open. for her to open. The matriarch of the whole damn black community, okay, was there. Do you realize that in 10, 20 years she won't be here anymore? Mm-hmm. And y'all didn't get her on film? Okay? I just want to talk about that, right? Like, this person thought she was doing a great thing. And I, and what she did was all right. But what she did, because, the, the, and the reason why it was all right is because you missed the whole damn point. You know that the black, educational part. the educational yeah. part of Juneteenth, right? The black intellectualism that is in this community was skipped altogether. And when I, as I look through pictures of Juneteenth, I still see one picture, and mm-hmm. Homeboy Gabe is the one from backstage who took it. Mm-hmm. I was there when he did it. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Yeah. So Lily Parker Reynolds was not was um wait I said that backwards. Lily, Lily Reynolds Parker, Parker <laughs> was there. I mean, this woman has a building named after her at the U of O. Yep. Okay. And, and we didn't add her as, as like, I mean, she should have been the face. Like, we... The opening face of your video. Yeah, yeah. 10 minutes. 10 minutes. Because she spoke for 36 seconds. Okay, minutes. she went on and on. She and did. She did. It was beautiful. It was beautiful. Yeah. And she and what she said cannot be said by anyone else. No. She gave us her story. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. She gave us black history in Lane County, and she is not recorded. That is a gaffe. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. If anything, for me, when I'm looking at these community commemorative, I don't even said that right, but videos, 
I don't see Lily in there. I'm like, skip. Okay. Skip. Okay. So <laughs> hold on though. So I don't know who that is. Are they a person of color? No. No. It's white and Japanese. Okay. Okay. Here's what's gonna have to happen next year. We're we're gonna hire black videographers. Yeah. Yeah. And we're intentionally going to let them know what to look for and be what here at shown. 12 o'clock but yeah, here. I will say and I said this when we were talking earlier everyone knew that Lily was speaking at noon yeah. Yeah. we said it on the radio I yes. was like make sure you're there at noon it was in the press release right. this is happening at noon it was in yes. the event it was in the event Facebook, I didn't list all the performers yes. but I said Lily is going to be there sure at noon and then the lift every voice is going to be sung in this particular time frame this yes. is if you were going to miss it Come to that. Like, yes. I didn't miss everything. It was, I mean, it was clear. It was clear. You Crystal guys put clear. it out there. No, I know. So so Lily spoke, and then I spoke, and then Johnny spoke. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. Now, um, Johnny was supposed to be giving the history of Juneteenth, but that wasn't in there. But I love him, and I love you, Johnny. And he's coming on the show next week. So oh, yeah. <laughs> But anyway, the the intellectualism, the stories, the heart of the uh-huh. of Juneteenth was there uh-huh. and not captured. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I don't. I hope someone recorded. Well, Lily was it captured and left out? I don't know. Was exactly. It, well, I guess you, was it? I didn't get to see like all of the raw footage because I got to I, see like her first like snippet clip and right. then I think that's the what last I uh, video. And mm-hmm. so it was just like I was kind of bummed. I was like. We didn't get y'all's dance performances on there. There was a lot on the stage that got missed. Yeah. But I know that for Kate, she was trying to not take up space and not be in black folks' faces mm. either. She didn't want to be like, tell me about yourself. How right, are right. you? I'm like, yeah. what are you doing? She wanted to like leave space for us to be able to celebrate and us do our own thing and just be in the background. Right, right, so, right. It is unfortunately a white person's perception. perception. Of, like, There's that intention and impact. Yeah. There's that intention and misimpact. Mm-hmm. Right? It's yeah. like if you're if you're gonna be do if you're gonna be in the face at all as a white person, do it right. I mean, even if you're gonna be in there a little bit, don't be a little bit in there and then fuck it up. Like, yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like get in the face and kill it. And then we're going to respect it. We're going to bite you back next year. Right. But you know what I'm saying? But if you don't get in the face and then not do it all the way, like, spend and your time her, and do it 100%. This was her first time doing this type of content. Usually she has a background in doing paintball things. So she's used to chasing people around. <laughs> Swinging from the trees. So doing interviews was, like, different. Right, <laughs> yeah. I appreciated the I appreciated the effort because the music she, I mean, what she did was good. I'm not going to say the video wasn't good. But what it was was not the capturing of the importance. The, the, the key pieces of Juneteenth for me were missed. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And I think that black community, we need to make sure that our elders are not pushed to the back. Because that is the key. That is the, the, the missing piece of a lot of black community is that we are not uplifting our elders. And it doesn't mean like, oh, you got to do what, like everyone's like, well, the, the young kids got to go and do their thing. That's true. But that, that, it doesn't mean, it's like, I don't understand how people don't understand that you can talk to elders, take in wisdom, mm-hmm. and create your own thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know what I mean? They have wisdom to give. It doesn't mean they're telling you to, to do what they did. Yeah. They're telling you to learn from what I'm telling you and create something better than what we did. Mm-hmm. You yeah. know? And you know that there's a uh, gap that's present when you see headlines on the news about the first ever Juneteenth celebration. I'm like... Somebody walked up to me the day of our event right. and told me, like, oh, I was a part of that one in 92, and I was part of me the Me too. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I'm like... 92, and 95, just, yeah. 93. Yeah. yeah. And 
So 88, I think there was one. <laughs> I went to one in 2017. Right. At right. Baker. So I'm like, hold on. Y'all aren't talking to the people in this community that have been here. Yeah. Right. You're just going out, getting in front of the cameras and saying whatever you want to say and, and letting people know that that is truth when it's not. It's not true. At all. No. And I'm not even from here. Right. right. These are kids that grew up here. I yeah. didn't grow up here and I'm more connected to mm-hmm. a lot of the black intellectuals and leadership in this town than some of the kids who are actually born and raised here. That's because you are know to look for it. Oh, the kids yeah. who are born and raised here are are not looking for black leadership. And I don't know that black leadership are reaching out to the kids of color here necessarily in terms of like creating a community. Mm-hmm. I know that the, we we fall for this idea of like the the education gap, and we fall for these ideas of like our children needing this. Um, like some sort of extra support when the truth of it is, I'm about to get on some other shit here. Okay, like the truth of it is, is that our children are not being taken care of in the in the way that is empowering for them. I'm gonna attest to that, right? You growing know? up here, yeah, yeah. Everything. I, nobody came to me from the black community as a leader. Rather, my mom was like, "Let me put her." It was like my parents yeah. being like, "She needs, she needs something, it. Some, yeah. anything, gospel yeah. choir, whatever it is." Right. Yeah. But if there wasn't that community of of black elders coming to me or I'm sure those things were there. Yeah. But I wasn't. The, the proactiveness of, uh, I can tell you right now, my camp, mm-hmm. right? And is the only, when I created it in 2013, it was the only camp of its nature in the West Coast. That's from Washington Whoa. all the way to Southern California. Oh, damn. And the, the thing about of its nature was that I was, I am and was focusing on the empowerment and, and actually the positive contributions and attributes of black history. Mm-hmm. And that's it. We weren't talking about the Civil War. We're not talking about the Civil Rights. We're not talking about Martin Luther King. We're talking about jazz. We're talking about the Harlem Renaissance. Mm-hmm. We're talking about, you know, literature. We're talking about hair. We're talking mm-hmm. about things that we did, you know, millionaire status in, in 1900. We're mm-hmm. talking about that. Mm-hmm. So I felt like as a kid growing up here that the reason why when Black History Comes month, month comes up and all the black folks are like, oh God, like we're all sinking in our chairs, or the children are, because we all of a sudden are responsible for slavery, when, and then we never had anything to say back. Mm-hmm. Like we didn't have any retribution for it. We couldn't say, hey, but what about C.J. Walker? She wasn't no right. I mean, we can't do that because it wasn't taught to us. So we were just like, okay, this is our role, right? So my camp, or my, my nonprofit is to give them fodder. <laughs> like give them something mm-hmm. in that space of um, you know it's middle school so it's like it's for kids who are really in that identity crisis space or like yeah. who am I where do I come from type of thing um, but the truth of it is is that like the, like homegirl with the cotton you know what I mean like okay. she she might she needs some help and I think that we are in the camp we don't we I, right? <laughs> yeah, we're in camp for adults <laughs> adults right we don't need <laughs> to have I mean because I I shouldn't have named it camp because it's not just the camp like we have. We're, we're doing workshops, you know, the Black Girl from Eugene, the program of Black Gold, mm-hmm. you know. Um, I mean, like, the, the the mentor, the cultural mentoring that I do for mm-hmm. for kids who are adopted by white parents, you know. I yeah. talk to black children or black white parents about the black children trying to be allies. I have those conversations through Black Gold. So it's not necessarily just a camp, but the truth of it is is that we don't have it here. Mm-hmm. We don't have enough of that here. So we end up in this situation. Right. And that's why, I'm going to tie it back, It's because we talked about this last time, people embodying. 
Yes. And for somebody like Lily and Dr. Lake who told that story, that story, it wasn't like historical Juneteenth stuff, but it was a story that people can listen to yes. and relate to and embody something. Yes. You got 30 minutes of that. Yeah. For it to not be on the historical capture of it. Yeah. I mean, that, that, that is a whole feeling. That's where that energy of that day came from. Right, you know what right, I mean? And yeah. people were like, wow, that's why I'm here. I'm here because of that person. Yeah. And that and, person's and still And that's here. exactly what I'm talking about. They're yeah. still here. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Can, you can sit in the essence of that right now. Mm -hmm. Not in a history book of it, not in the memory of it, not in the photographs of it. Like, you can actually sit in the essence of, mm -hmm. you know, elders and black history right now. Mm -hmm. And they were telling personal stories that personal, were moving. yeah. You know what I mean? I and, was tearing up. Yeah, it was really good. Mm -hmm. And so, I mean, the the that's what I mean by, like, the, not having, uh, making that important, you know? Mm -hmm. Ma making that something that, like, you ha you make sure that your kids, or you go into a Juneteenth and you got speakers, you make sure you get your kids right up there and talk, listen to the elder folks, listen to the black okay. people. You know what I mean? Like, listen to your black elders. That's what you do. And that is where the essence of the the Juneteenth comes from, is the intellectual, you know, properties that come through. And then we have the singing, then we have the mm -hmm. dancing, then we have the, you know what I mean? When you're but open you, to that, like, because that creates a whole, that's, that was, that was that a good lineup. Vibes. That yeah, creates a whole, that creates a whole openness to the art. Yeah, and to right. the experience in right. itself, when you have that. Like that's why, I, that's that. why I, I did the wobble and then spoke. Yeah. Because it was like, yes. you got to move it into your body. Mm -hmm. Like, you know what I mean? Now I got their attention. Now you're feeling mm -hmm. good. You're feeling yeah. loose. Now you're feeling great. Let's right. have a conversation. Right. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And so that was, and that was the whole thing with Juneteenth anyway, is that it's always about the, mixing all of those aspects together. That's what I said in the beginning of my speech. I was like, you can't have Juneteenth without a line dance. The line dance is not about like, oh, you know, black folks dancing. It's because we all get together. If you've ever seen a really good line dance and a really good group of black folks, mm -hmm. that, that shit looks like a whole revolution. Like, it's like the the the, the, the rhythm and the style and the movement and the, and the whole space. right. Oh, it just changes the whole atmosphere. Yeah, right. You know what I mean? It's a it's a connectiveness that happens when a, a line dance goes down. You know what I mean? I was growing up watching, unfortunately, the, the artist, uh, I'm not going to name people know who he is, but Steph in the name of love. If you look at just that video mm -hmm. with all black people mm -hmm. stepping, I was just like, I, I want to learn how to do that. I know. Side to side, swinging around. I'm like, I want to do that. Yes, yes. But yeah, mm -hmm. that's 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 us. It's, it feels good. I it mean, is. it just it just feels good. It's it's being able to give that a little a level of joy, um, without even actually you know. Uh, you don't really need to know. I mean, you just need to get in the line. <laughs> yeah, get in the line. We'll we'll It'll pull you on. there. We'll pull you back. Yeah. Like. You know, and there's so many line dances. Oh, Lord, you can do line dances for days and days and days. Um, and so anyway, I, I don't know where I was going with that. But, <laughs> but I just was, I was upset about the video because I don't know. None of us know. Like my mother, Lily, they all knew each other. I grew up in Lily's sister's house, uh, going to her house every week doing African studies with my dad um, with Lottie Bell. Lottie was her sister, and she died probably 10 years ago? Maybe a little bit more. I don't know, or less. But um, I used to go to her house when I was little and have these African study, uh, pedisute uh, study groups, and um, and Lily was actually my, my counselor at U of O. Like, she was my multicultural, like, when I went to school there, she Dang. was my... So it's like, 
I mean, I'm only one person. That's why she's like, oh, my student. Like, I'm only one person. She's affected thousands of, yeah. of kids that, that don't even live here anymore. That was knowledge that you didn't catch on camera. And I'm just upset. She's like <laughs> 70, she's 80, 79. No, wait, she's my dad's age. So she's like 76. And, um, I mean, next year's not promised. No, yeah. tomorrow's not promised. You know what I mean? I feel like somebody need to run over there and, and ask her to talk on the camera quick. Like, you know what I mean? Because it's just, it's one of those things where I look at my parents and I'm like, do I have enough recorded information of them mm-hmm. speaking about what they've done in the revolutionary acts for black art mm-hmm. or black intellectualism? You know, do I have enough? You know, my dad's in Costa Rica, um, you know, and he helped write the curriculum for black African arts down or studies down in Costa Rica. Do I have any of that? Like, I don't. He's there. I'm here, you know? Now, they know his name because he helped rewrite that curriculum. But, and so that's like, but in our community, like, do we know? Do we know? Like, we need to know who our elders are. Like, he brought jazz. My dad brought jazz to KLCC. Like, they didn't, they weren't doing that then. (laughs) You know what I mean? So, and now it's like one of their biggest programs still, you know? And so, the thing is, is like, do we know our elders? We have places here, right here in Eugene. We have people who have come in who have done work, you know, yeah. has done real work here that we need to recognize. And I think we had two big speakers on the stage that we missed, you know. And I, and I, because that was one of my intimidations. I was like, oh, no. Oh, my God. I'm speaking after Lily. Like, I told her. Yeah. I was telling Vanessa. She put me on there. And I'm like, oh, wait. Hold on. What? I can't speak after Lily. Like, I was, I was like, oh, my God. And then before Johnny, like, oh, no. Even up here, like, what am I doing? And she she had to give me a pep talk. She's like, People love you, Aisha. Yes. You got things to say. And I was like, I just don't know. So you I'm are really... like the joy, you are the joyous energy. Right. Like, you get up there and people are like, Oh, okay. Because right. the, the other stuff was kind of heavy. Like, it was heavy. Yeah, but you are like, Joy. That, that was Thank arranged you. perfectly. It totally. <laughs> it was fantastic. It was. You did a great job. I, when I saw her name, though, the intimidation was like, oh, <laughs> You were like, can I go in a different town? I was like, well, uh, I don't like, I don't like, oh, no, it worked out. It worked out. And most of my niece was graduating that day. It was a good day. That whole day was really good. And I thank you guys for having me up there with Lily (laughs) and with Miss Lily and uh, with uh, Johnny. Oh, my, I mean, just like, it was a good, good day. It was a good day. And I congratulate you guys, all of you guys for pulling that off. And I hope you guys feel good about it. Although the drama behind it was there, you know, the cotton balls and all. I'm hoping that <laughs> I'm hoping that you guys feel good about it. Should I use it for my makeup remover? Maybe, maybe that's what no. you should do. <laughs> you all feel good though. I mean, yeah, empowered by it. I feel good. I feel excited for next year for us to go big and like just better. I'll be in LA, but y'all better include me because I got all the documents in my cloud drive. <laughs> She's like, oh, why are you keeping <laughs> She's like, I got the docs. <laughs> she don't want to be forgotten. She's like, wait a minute. Look, you have a picture of you. You have a cutout board, right? You just come back up from LA. I'm going to hit a solo. Right? I mean, you know, it's LA's not that far. You no. can definitely just hop over back. I'll be, up I'll be catching flights. Right. I'm excited, and I was telling Leela because I remember. 
being a kid and the gospel choir my mom put me in, which was, I have good memories about that. Yeah. But doing um, the MLK celebration at the Holt Center and how big of a deal it was for me. Yeah. And I mean, it was big and I was telling her, I was like, can we just use this as like, can we bring some of those things back? Mm -hmm. Because there are so many other opportunities to keep celebrating. Yeah. I don't know where they went. Yeah. Yeah. But, I mean, I, I would love to see more. I mean, of course, I'm a huge fan of the arts. I would love to see more of that stuff come Of course. Out, yeah. You know? Yeah. I think Martin Luther King Day, I mean, is one of those white accepted holidays, you know? I think Juneteenth is a very unknown holiday because mm-hmm. it's a black holiday. You yeah. know, it wasn't, the slave owners were not happy on Juneteenth. Mm-hmm. Black folks were. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, therefore, black folks keep it going, right? Mm-hmm. And it took, this, this you got to remember, Juneteenth was 155 years ago. It just is now getting to the masses. Yeah. I was celebrating it 30 years ago, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Or I guess not 30, 25 years ago. Mm-hmm. And it, was, uh, it wasn't where there was parades yet. Parades mm-hmm. came later, you know what I mean? And so I don't know what it looked like 50 years ago or right. 75 years ago. It probably still in the houses. Everyone doing it in, at home mm-hmm. because, like I said in my speech, joy in our celebrations were punishable by death. That was mm-hmm. for real, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. So it was very private to us. That, that we kept the celebration going. But now that it's national, mm-hmm. like we got to make sure that we keep it as black, you know, and, as possible because it really is about us. And mm-hmm. it's like history, black history does not have to be in February. It needs to be all year all long. Time, We've yeah. contributed to every aspect of the society, you know, and does it, we need to stop othering ourselves. Right. You know, we need to stop acting like we're exceptions to the rule. Like, you you have a black dance studio and you don't have Josephine uh, Baker, or you have a dancer, period, and you don't have black dancers posted somewhere. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, the music that you're playing is only hip-hop. Not just say that you got, but like, what, what when you're dancing to, are you, when you're doing tap, are you talking about historically tap black dancers? Mm-hmm. If you're doing ballet, are you talking about historically black ballet? You know what I mean? Like, I talk about funk. What? Yeah. I mean, the truth of it is, is that we are everywhere. Yeah. From us. Yeah. yeah, so if you're going to talk about black literature, like if you do Shakespeare plays, do you ever do Othello? And why not? You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. it's like the one black, uh, you know, Shakespeare play that is centered around a black antagonist. Like, why, why don't we do that more? We need to stop othering ourselves as well. Like, we need to stop acting like, well, you know, this will be too black, or this is just for the black folks. This is blackness. Is American history and American people is black. Yep. You know what I mean? And until we stop acting like we need to have that agreed upon, you know, is the time where we're just going to be like, show us the receipts where it wasn't. That's what we have to say. You know, we're like, yeah, we're here because, duh, black literature is American literature. Mm-hmm. Tell me, show me this receipts where it wasn't. Yeah. You know what I mean? Black dancing is black history. We yeah. brought it over. The, I mean, what's the dance that I, I, I keep laughing when I see it? I shouldn't have said that. But, <laughs> <laughs> but um, swing dancing and like the Lindy Hop. Lindy Hop. Lindy Hop. Jitterbug. Yeah. That's black. Yeah. You ain't got black music going on to that, and you're not talking about the history of that, showing the videos of that when you're doing those things. Mm. You're not doing a service. You're not making the truth. You're not sending the, the, the truth. You're not talking about American history. And this is for everyone. Mm-hmm. I had a tap teacher, the tap teacher I grew up with here. She was real good. We never tapped to anything except jazz music. There you go. Never, ever, ever. And you know ever. why? Never. Because that's how it started. We had to beg. We'd be like, can we get some 
How, we did Outcast one time. <laughs> and I was, that was like when I was in high school. But as a kid, it was all jazz music. But that's the classic. That's, yeah. how, that's the classic how it's done. Exactly. And then when you got that down, mm-hmm. then you can play. Right? right? You know what I'm saying? Right. That's how it is. But if you don't know what the classics are, and you don't know where the, where the stop where the start of this is. You go. You gonna fall for some. You gonna fall for the okie doke. Mm-hmm. You gonna fall for some bullshit. The okie doke. Right. I said that to a man. I'm like the okie doke. I'm like, yeah, that's what they tell you. That's what they tell you. The okie doke. Like you know, right? You know, if you don't start off at the at the very base of things and understanding that black folks did this, it was black music to it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And it's not the exception. It was the rule. Mm-hmm. You falling for the okie doke. And and we're not doing well with our with our children or our friends or our lovers or whoever the hell if we don't start saying that and we don't start demonstrating that mm-hmm. you know it's not that you have to like jazz to be black but you better know what it is yeah. you yeah. know what I mean like just know I want you to name one other person besides John Coltrane work on it y'all I want y'all one other person besides Miles Davis just one other person I'm gonna give it to you give Charlie Parker a call I mean like look it up look it up you know what I'm saying maybe you wanna try some Thelonious Monk maybe you wanna throw that in there right just try it try it if you wanna do some black literature you know try something huh Billie Holiday, you know what I'm saying? Or let's go into the least, the less popular than Billie Holiday. How about some Sarah Vaughn? Yes. You know what I mean? Like, yes. you know, it's like, how about Betty White? Like, there's other people. <laughs> there are other people besides the ones that white folks say are okay. Yeah. Yep. We got to dig a little deeper. We got to dig a little deeper. You know that song from? Okay, no. No, I don't know. <laughs> that's, I don't know from, that one. that's from the only black Disney movie. <laughs> what, what song are you talking about? What Disney movie is that? Oh my oh, god! Did I just bring up Princess in the Frog? Yeah, yeah. I did bring up Princess um, in the Frog. Because it worked! Okay! <laughs> Dig a little deeper. It's a song that the, the whole soundtrack is just straight up jazz music. I have not yeah. seen you Princess in the Frog. So, you've not seen Princess in no, the Frog? No, I haven't. Yeah. Okay. I have not. Princess in the Frog is the only black princess that Disney has, right? And they're based in Louisiana. And she is a, a person who is trying to get her own business, and she works. Is this recent? Hardworking. When person. did it come out? Girl, like, like 2007. <laughs> yeah, I have not. Oh, yeah. oh my god. I'm guessing it's not. It's not 2007. It's probably. It's old though. It's pretty oh. old. Yeah. Dig a little deeper is one of the songs that Mama Ote is the person who's there. Mm-hmm. She is a um, a voodoo princess, right? Yeah, so we've seen movies. We don't have to get you to come over and watch the movie. Okay. Yeah. But, so Mama is it Mama Ote? Mama Odie. Mama Odie. Okay. So she is a voodoo princess, and she's gonna help her. Try to, well, they got turned, okay, I can't tell the whole story. I just <laughs> gotta watch it. I just gotta watch you it. You gotta watch it, and there's a whole voodoo thing in it. It's a Louisiana thing. It's 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 decently Disney, you know what I mean? But it's black, so I like to watch it. It's sad, though. Yeah. Isn't it sad? Yeah. It's a little sad. I only saw it once, but I rocked that soundtrack, though. Yeah. The, the soundtrack was yeah. all about it. Oh, yeah, it was. There. That was a good one. You almost there was a good one. Dig a little deeper, almost there. Um, What's another one? Those are, going down the that's what I'm going down. Uh, okay, now I got Don't make me sing. It's just good. It's really good, though. I like it. So anyway, sorry, y'all. I, I digress. <laughs> <laughs> it just made sense when I said it. Anyway. <laughs> anyway. Okay, so y'all got anything else y'all want to talk about? I just want to say that I've definitely been able to have the opportunity as a teacher in this community to use my platform to teach kids history. Yeah, music yeah. and movement. Like I've always made that a foundation in my classes and 
parents often thank me because their kids go home and they talk about it and their mm-hmm. kids wouldn't know. Yeah. Yeah. You, know, you got kids walking. Or, I mean, I'm like, people know this about me if you're close to me. I am the biggest Michael Jackson fan. <laughs> and if you come into the club in the studio to take my hip hop class and I play Michael Jackson music and you don't know who that is. Yeah. Like that's a problem. Because don't know so who Michael Jackson is? there are generations oh, yeah, of children. I I'll have twenty three kids in my hip hop class and I'll play jam and I got one kid, black kid, okay. that's like that's Michael Jackson. I'm like, man, what is it, it, it gets lost. It's it is, it is, It's already starting to get lost. I, mean, I guess I mean, I'm asking big for people to know who Charlie Parker is, then, right? Am I tripping? There were I folks at Juneteenth that didn't even know who Rosa Parks was. Like, Stop. I'm talking at the table. We were like, excuse me, one second. Like, what did you say? You don't know who she is. <laughs> like, Are you out of all black crazy. women in like the civil rights movement, you should know who this person is. I mean, that's the one. That's the one tokenized woman. Yeah. <laughs> that they take and make the the. I mean, because there was a woman before her who did the same right. thing. Yeah. Did, right. There were many so, people who did the same yeah. thing. Many did. Thing, right. So yeah. she was the one that got viral. That went viral. Right. <laughs> right. And, and the white folks accepted. But and you don't know who. Was it because she was white skinned I probably. Yeah. Because the other woman who was right before her wasn't. Wasn't right. that's honestly you know the fa- my most favorite part of what I do though is how because I do it too especially in the tip tap toes classes is being like putting on different music and being like y'all know who this is and like right. just do having those moments are yeah, important. We play a lot of prints too. A lot yeah. of prints. Oh, well, that's the prints. importance of having something be black led because we always bring a piece of ourselves mm-hmm. to whatever yeah. it is that we're doing. That's right. The temptation. So, like, so I did Black History Month. We only have one black child in our preschool program. And I didn't even have to call Black History Month. I said, we're going to learn about black inventors this month. There you go. And every week, they learn something new through mm-hmm. play about an invention that was done by a black person. Mm-hmm. And then I got books from the library. Yeah. Show them pictures. So like, it's super simple. It really is not that yeah. hard. It's and it's not. fun. And they it's enjoy not. it. They love yeah. it. They yeah. Yeah. love it. And yeah. you'll, learn, you'll learn, too. You'll learn, too. And I think oh, yeah. mm-hmm. everywhere that there is a... What is that? I was just saying, there's stuff that I didn't pick. I didn't get... Every single thing growing up in the inner city. Okay, you know, yeah, exactly. I had to seek a lot of it on my own too, but yeah. I did it, and now I'm putting it back. Right. Yeah. That's another thing people talk about too. Is if like as if black folks were supposed to know. Like I'm supposed to know all the science, black scientists. I'm supposed right. to know all the black entertainers. Like, I don't know all the black. Did you watch that show? Did you watch Black as Fuck? Yes. Did you see the episode where she talks about being mixed and she's like, I get extra grill. First, I got to know how to dance. Yes. Then I got to yeah. know all these facts that even black people don't know. And she goes off and I'm like, yeah. It's like, true. Right? It's true. Yeah, yeah. You get that extra like, but do you, how black are you? But do you, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there's a lot of black, I mean, we went through the same school system y'all did yep. that, where our history was not taught. Nope. And the reason why we have our history the way that we do is that we hopefully had ancestors or, or at least elders in our vicinity yeah, at, home. at home, right? And if we didn't, we take the little bit that we did get and we, we monopolize it and we actually go and uh, research and we go and search and we go and look and we, the things that we're interested in, we go and research, where are the black people in this? And then we learn more. It has to be proactive because... White supremacy is not going to let us have it right now, mm-hmm. you know? And that means you, too. You're not going to get it in a school. That's one thing I did want to say before we, we got off of here, is that I want to say there was only one black man, right, that, that was in this leadership. Is that true, just Spencer? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So this was, most, this was a black woman, black-led, mm-hmm. with an exception to Spencer, who is the only black man mm-hmm. who was there. I want to say that out loud because I, I was talking and complaining about <laughs> the um, about leadership period and throughout the country they were talking about oh Biden get a black black vice president and I'm like okay look a woman right 
we have problems in our own local communities everywhere, and I'm not just going to say here, but here too, but that when black women are trying to talk and are trying to lead and are trying to bring our intellectualism to the table, we are still being shut down by white men and black men. Mm -hmm. And so we need, and, I, and brown men too. So it's like, we need to really stop ourselves for a second and just stop and say, wait a minute, these women pulled together the largest Juneteenth celebration in 10 days flat, with an exception to one man being involved as well, and, and did the damn thing in a peaceful, educational, beautiful entertainment and, and uplifting and empowering way, right? And then it just, I just want to bring more attention to the idea of black women being heard and brought to the table. That's what I need people to really understand is that if you're not seeing black women and you're not hearing black women, there is a problem. Yep. Because I, and I don't, I'm just going to bring out the, you know, the obvious is that, you know, black women for like three years consecutively were the, the highest percentage of educated people mm -hmm. in the United States. We don't have a choice either. Why don't we run anything? Yeah. Right. yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And the things that we do run are so powerful, people don't even know that it's a black woman running it. Because we're not even out there going, this is a black woman doing right. it. We're right. just out here killing the game. Right. You know what I'm saying? But if you're going to try to create something, and you're going to try to stay with uh, the black movement, you need to make space to have a, a very strong black woman lineup in your in your repertoire or it just ain't gonna last i'm sorry i'm gonna put it out there i'm gonna put it out there because i mean everybody knows i think it's important for we already have male black leaders especially in our community that are able to take up space i think it's important for them to also reach out to black women in the community that are mm -hmm. like actively working and doing powerful things and bring making a seat at the table for us mm -hmm. because we're always in positions where we are protecting our black men so it's like where's where's our protection where is somebody mm -hmm. reaching back and being like sis i need yeah. you you need to come here and be here like um, i feel like and then when you say sis come here I'm gonna need you to sit down and let yeah, me talk. Let me lead. Right. <laughs> let right. me lead. Mm -hmm. You brought me here, not for a pretty face. Right. Thank you. Yeah. But I have things to say. Right. Oh no! Yeah. Stop yeah. just calling us for the emotional labor of supporting fighting racism. Yeah. Cause that you know we yes. talked about that your uh, last time me and Vanessa were here, and we want you to sign off on this. We want you to like. Oh, we had that this week. Literally yesterday. Yeah. yeah. And I was like, I can't. I'm just going to have to say, I'm not signing anything. It right. is not my job to come in here and support A, B, and C when D, E, F, G, H, and I were already happening. And right. we were like, hey, look, we can't even put a Black Lives Matter in our window without getting harassed outside yeah. of our workplace. But you want right. me to sign up right. for something. Support. Yeah, no. For other racism happening in another studio. I, that's awful that that's happening. Yeah. I hate that that's happening. Yeah. But I don't need to get involved in that. You use your privilege and platform in yeah. that. Right, I, right. No, well, I'm, I mean, and the, the fact is that you're going to get involved in that and then still not get any credit and not getting any mm. word or not getting any praise or not getting any, like, monetary, uh, you right. know, compensation for the time that, you're, that you are putting energy to, towards someone else's issues. Right. But the thing is, is that the role of the black woman has always been, the, the, like, this, this kind of uh, supporting role. Yeah. Right? And black men will, and, and uh, white folks too, will be like, oh, I could have never done it without blah, 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 blah. You know? If they ever say blah, 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 blah's name, right? Mm -hmm. But the truth of it is, is that when it comes down to it, 
and you got the support of a black woman, it's not that we're standing behind you feeding you food. That is the, the worst stereotype ever. You know we are, we are, you are feeling in love. You are feeling empowered. We're giving you information. We are not only giving you information, we are showing you how to do it. We're raising your children. We're raising your neighbor's That's children. Hard. We're protecting right? each other. We're doing, we're doing all this. And at the same time, educated. Like, at the same time, we ain't got our master's. We got our PhDs. We got our bachelor's degrees. We are, we're out here doing the damn thing. Yeah. It doesn't make any sense that anybody, black or white, would not have a strong black woman with something to say at their table. You know, we're the... The, le- the most uh, disrespected person on this planet. Yeah. And we have the most to give. That reminds me of, uh, we had this, I don't know if I should talk about this. I'm going to talk about it. We had this time where I was asked to uh, speak somewhere about owning a business. And I show up and I'm talking about, oh, yeah, I have a bachelor's and this and this and this. I've been running a business for this long and this is the experience I have. And then... Uh, that person came to talk to us and said, I didn't realize you guys were all educated like that. Woo! And me and her were like, what? Yeah. Dropped their kid off at our preschool, at her studio. Straight up said, I didn't realize like, you oh, guys were educated. You have a degree? Oh, wow. And I stood there and I was like, oh, yeah, you just, you think I just dance? That's it? That's all I do is dance. What do they think that you I, got? How'd you get how could I, how could I like, run a childcare facility? Right. Without having any knowledge or degree or any kind of yeah. institutional schooling. Straight up. Legally. was like, I didn't realize you had business knowledge like that. I didn't. I, wow. 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 Yeah. yeah. That's like insulting. said that out loud. We were like. Uh, That's such an asshole thing to say. <laughs> I That's mean, why I said I wasn't sure if I was going to bring it up. But. I think people don't, maybe, maybe people don't realize we are so educated. Like, well, no, that's I, just a stereotype. Is, is that it's what a, that is? I think it's a stereotype. I also, like, I don't know. Like, I know, I'm never surprised uh, <laughs> what we can do without what they call education. That too. I'm not surprised. I wouldn't be surprised if you didn't have a degree and pulled this off. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I get that. But, right? Yeah. But to assume... That like that was a privileged idea that I that you would be educated. It's kind of like as we all know, a bachelor's degree, you know, is like good job and everything, mm-hmm. and you can barely get a job with a bachelor's degree at this point. Right. And now you're trying to be surprised I got one. Like you know what I'm saying? That part is um, it's it just goes right into leaning into the white supremacist idea of, of us not being whole people and where. And where do we get it from? And how do we get into school? The cards are stacked against us. Right. People don't. They have. They don't have that awareness. Right. That not only are we internalizing the things that we experience every day, just walking down the street, but you actually have someone that's paying you tuition to take care of their child (laughs) while they go to work, and they're like, "Oh, but wait a second, you actually know something. You're more than a mammy. Wait, no. I'm like, you're not a mammy. Uh, yeah. See, and those moments happen in professional settings where I have to just be like, I yeah, can't really say what's on my mind because if I do, I might be out of a job. Yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> out of a child coming and being like, you know, blessed by your black presence. Right. You know, yeah. I mean, to be real, like yeah, right. to me, I feel like when those folks, I'm trying to think of how many people thought that I was not educated. And I'm always, like, most of my friends, I got to tell you, like, most of my friends, and I'm very picky, I don't have a lot of friends, but most of them have PhDs. Yeah. And none of them would know that I didn't unless I told them so. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's not about how smart you are. You know what I mean? It's really not. It's yeah. about it's about diligence. 
mm-hmm. you know, an opportunity. Right. And so it's all of my friends are are they all come to me for advice. I go to them for advice. We yeah. we grow off each other. Our level of education has never been why we don't like communicate. Black women surviving even without education mm-hmm. is it, it, still the most educated woman. I was going to say, that, right? that's more education than a white person would get. Right. Yeah. Just because of who, who and how we operate in this world. You know? It, right. it, it can't that? be... Oh, the spread. Right? <laughs> <laughs> it can't be, like, it can't... It, it, it's like you're trying to equate, like, the housewife doesn't have a job type of thing. Like, you know, th- she's working from 5 in the morning till she don't ever stop. Like, she's right. working in her sleep. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So it's kind of like that idea of just that devaluing. But, again, who are we allowing to do that? Yeah. We are still answering to that question of, like, you know, you think I have to show you that I'm educated. Mm -hmm. I'm going to need you to know on your own. I'm going to give, let me, give that assumption to me that I, that I'm not out here just, you know, sucking off of affirmative action in a way that you, that you want (laughs) to judge as if that's an issue. You know what I mean? Like, uh, it's one of those things, it's, again, their definition of what makes us successful. Mm-hmm. And how dare they talk about your success when you fucking run a dance studio. The caucasity. The caucasity of that, you know? Mm-hmm. And I just think, I mean, all of us, that's why I'm trying to give y'all a shout out. Cause that's why I literally, I had Dr. Lake for today and then I was like, okay, we're gonna push him to next week. We gotta do this. <laughs> because black women don't get celebrated the way that we should. And y'all pulled something off in a, in, it's, I don't think people understand how hard 10 days, how short 10 days is. I don't know if I slept. Right? I had to take the week off here. I took yeah. the week off yeah. to be able to do that. Mm-hmm. Right. There's no, I mean, right? Like, I, I, I haven't slept that horribly in a long time. And it was yeah. a lot. Yeah. It was a it lot. It was like going to bed, thinking about all this yeah. stuff and typing up stuff and communicating going to sleep for a few hours and then waking up and doing it all over again yeah. all damn day. Yeah. And also making it appear, especially to the people who are coming, people who are performing, the people who are setting up booths, that it is organized. They can walk into yeah. a calm space. Right. They are, they're taking are care of. Everybody's getting paid. Everybody's, yeah. 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 Just mm-hmm. being, you have to be the anchor for everyone. Yeah. So even though you're freaking out. Right. You have to be like presenting. Right. Clarity. So kudos to y'all. Yay. 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 It was My, really good. My cash app is
just feel like the women, period, mm-hmm. you know? There's been white folks who've IM'd me, and I want y'all to know that I appreciate you IMing me and wanting to come on my show. That's